Is this 530? Yes, this is episode What's this five. What's name? 530. Oh, my God. What's his the name guy's name? Is Red Davis. Red? I almost put Red Davis. <laughs> How do you? That's a cool name, too. R-E-D-D Davis. Oh, it's oh, what the fuck? Is he Red Fox? Come here, dummy. You can ask him if he's Red Fox. From the from the from the from the Nightmare RWA. Academy? We're live, by the way, on the rant. rant. From the Nightmare Academy? No, from the Rhodes Wrestling Academy. Oh, that's a different place? Yes. Fool. Then what the hell's the Nightmare Factory? That is I guess that's QT and Cody's uh home base. Wait, so Cody Cody's too good for his brother Dustin and he can't even have a school together with him? What kind of what kind of fucking education is that? Let me right, ask so you. What if, what if Dustin lives in Texas and Cody lives in Florida? They're kind of close, aren't they? No, I don't know what? if that's the case, but that's what I'm assuming. Would you start a wrestling school with your brother? Yeah, I would. Really? No. Yeah. He would be a terrible wrestler. Because I've seen what your brother does at the flower shop. I would want nothing to do with him. Oh, easy. Kayfabe the, the flower shop flay. I'm sure we've talked about flowers by yuck before. <laughs> really? Yucky yuck. Well, this is episode 530 of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. If you missed Tony's extravaganza last week, be sure to go back to ShiningWizards.com and check it out. We had uh, not Ken Patera call in. Um, Falaba, Francis Wright, Tombstone Jesus, uh, Jay George, and who am I missing? Mark Order Podcast. Miko Maestro. Oh, Miko. That's right. I forgot Miko. You want to know why I forgot Miko? Because he doesn't do fucking video, but he can book himself on on this goddamn show. But he can't figure out his fucking video. What a dick. Kunka dunk. Whatever the fuck we say. Kunka dunk. Kokayun. Kokayun. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta find it now. It's not like he's gonna li- he doesn't listen. Oh, I don't Miko, care. It's so funny to me. Maestro. But he booked himself on whatever Finnish Independence Day in December. Muhammad Ali. Yeah, okay. what his jokes were sh- fucking shit. Kevin, you should have Miko open for you. You look like fucking uh, Burt Kreischer every time. On, on what planet am I a headliner? <laughs> if you have fucking Miko <laughs> opening for you and he's telling those Muhammad Ali and. Uh, what was the other joke he told? Well, the John Lennon joke. John Lennon, Lennon, yeah. Died in front of their house. Well, J. George was trying to be a comedian, too. J. George is funny, though. That's the difference. Yeah, but there's no chance he writes those jokes. And he's going to listen to this, too, so it's all right. But... No, he's not going to fucking listen to this. He does, I, I think. You know what? J. George's a hack. I'll say it. He's a hack. He's a hack comedian, all right? Stick to professional wrestling. Stick to what you know, Jay George. He's good at that. It was all last week, though. Me and Tony and Tombstone Jesus, we all took our shirts off. It's hysterical. It was good So much fun to listen to. And please keep calling my phone, 201-467-8949. Francis Wright even sent me a message afterwards like, you really let me do that. I'm like, Francis, I don't give a shit. All right? Most people turn off the show when you come on, so I wasn't worried about it. We got Red Davis tonight. He's the first graduate from the Rhodes Wrestling Academy, uh, which is Dustin Rhodes Wrestling School. Impact Rebellion last night. We got picks to go over. Uh, fuck it. W- we're going to start sending out boxes of wizardry and trash bags. That's I'm stealing that gimmick 100%. We're going to start doing that. 
We got AEW talk about. I watched MLW until King Mo came on. Then I turned that shit right off because he makes me fucking sick to my stomach. He doesn't belong in a wrestling ring. NWA, booger pickers all over that fucking show. Um, AEW, we got so much to talk about. Ring of Honor, New Japan. CM Punk is in the news. Terry Funk is in the news. Mongo McMichael is in the news. Uh, It's all next. On the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, episode 530. Get it. Hit that button, Tony. Make it happen. The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on rantiumradio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at shiningwizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at merch.shiningwizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at amazon.shiningwizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash wizards podcast as always we thank you for your continued support and now enjoy the show hey everybody out there in wrestling land when you want pro wrestling information at its finest you're listening to shining wizard right here with my boys what's up fuckers i love the big package and he's got those smelly balls the fuck are you talking about (laughs) fuck the shining wizards Ladies and gentlemen, you are here for episode 530 of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, live on the Rant, RantDMRadio.com, live on the face space, Facebook.com slash Wizards Podcast, and of course, coming to you in podcast form everywhere you download us. We love you anyway. It's Wrestling Talk. And talk about wrestling. Tony, I don't want to, um, you sound low again. I sound, really? You got to get up on that mic, buddy. What, like this? That's better. I sound fucking loud as shit in my ears. Hold on one second. Yeah, you sounded loud to me. No, it wasn't coming. I don't think it was coming across. How's so that great. better? Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, that's loud. Is that really loud? Yeah, it's really loud. I don't sound loud to you, Matt. Now you sound good. Good? I sound fucking tremendous. Oh, God. Tremendous. I loud in my old ear, in my own ears. I oh, cannot my... wait to get back to studio. You had it right the first time, your old ears. Well, of course. Is that better? Do I sound good? Yes. No. Yes. 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 Just talking to the mic. Hello. Hello. Exactly. Hello. Exactly. Well, it says Tony. I didn't mean to. I I stopped your uh your flow at the beginning, so my apologies. Yeah. Whatever. Well, it's wrestling talk. And talk about wrestling. I'm Matt. I'm Kevin. I am Kevin too. <laughs> One Matt, two Kevins. Rule the world. That's it. That's hey, it, that's baby. Kevin too. How are you guys wow. doing this wonderful week? Fantastic. Fantastic. All Couldn't right. Be better. Yeah. yeah how, how about you? How was your weekend? My Wife's weekend. Birthday. My weekend was busy. The wife's birthday was good. We went into the city. We went to the Beetle House. I, uh, I had a little sparring, verbal sparring with the Willy Wonka. So it was fun. I had a good time. All right. So for those who don't know and... I'm just going to use 
because I don't know. What is the Beetle House? Uh, Beetle House is a restaurant. It's Tim Burton inspired. Uh, he has no affiliation to it, but everything is a Tim Burton theme. So it is Halloween every day at Beetle House. Uh, so a lot of the menu stuff so has uh, like Edward. Th- I got a burger. It was called Edward Burger Hands. Oh, it was delicious. Okay. It was fucking delightful. I'm- it was a cheeseburger with bacon, avocado, lettuce, tomato, sriracha, mayo, and an egg. And they put the fucking scissors right through the middle of it. Imagine having burger hands. Like you'd, at some point, you'd have no hands at all. Oh, I'd eat the fuck out of my hands. Exactly. Big old eat hand fest. Let me ask you this, though. Did they have. Uh, did Tim Burton do the Willy Wonka remake? Yes. All right. That was the worst piece of garbage I've ever seen in my life. 100%. See, I've never seen it. So I didn't know what this guy. So they, I guess, like every night, there's a different character that come, is there. It's like entertaining. It's almost uh, like a Jekyll and Hyde, I guess. All right. Um, so this guy was walking around. He has a, the face mask on, but then he has like a microphone and a speaker box. And he came over to the table and he acts like the Willie, the Johnny Depp version of Willy Wonka. Uh, um, punch him! Punch him! My, uh, my burger hands. I had a, it was almost like I was uh, doing the podcast, and then I was back and forth with him. He kept coming back to the table. I kept making fun of him. Kept busting his balls. Told him to suck it a couple times. Wow! How, how many how many drinks you have? You know what? Point. I got uh, rused into drinks on their menu. They said uh, these are the drinks. This is a fire and ice margarita. So I said I would like a fire and ice margarita because I love a spicy margarita. And the lady said, "Well, all the libations are served warm, but I will let you know if some of them should be served cold." And I thought warm, she meant like room temperature. So I got this fire and ice margarita. It was like a warm cider with a tequila shot on the side. So and I was like, car. I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? So I just dumped it in the fucking cider and I begrudgingly drank it. And then I got something. It was called Edward Scissorhands uh, Edward's Lemonade. It was whiskey, cherry, orange, okay. simple syrup, uh... Wait, simple syrup or maple syrup? Simple syrup. Simple syrup. Okay. So I was like, oh, this will be interesting. It was literally whiskey with a cherry, not like a cherry flavor, a fucking cherry and orange and some simple syrup. I took a sip of that and I almost fell out of the fucking chair. And I was like, good news is I won't be having any other drinks tonight. The bad news is it's going to take me a while to finish this fucking thing because it was nothing like lemonade. Wait, so isn't that like a essentially like a Manhattan or an old fashioned? It is an old fashioned, yes. Yeah, that's crazy. Let me uh, going back to the that the Edward Scissorhands remake. I mean, I want to go back to to this weekend because it sounds incredible. But the Edward Scissorhands remake, or uh, and I mean the the Willy Wonka remake, was the only movie I've ever fallen asleep in. Like that's how much I couldn't take it. I was in the theater. I think I was a camp counselor, and literally fell asleep in the movie. Kids were seen, kids were damaging the place. You've seen the original though. Oh, that's the greatest movie, one of the greatest movies of all time. Masterpiece, 100%. Yeah. That yeah, remake, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. Ugh. Now, was there a third remake? Or no? No. I'm making that up. No, it was just it was just uh, the original just, and then oh, the Tim Burton version. Good. Speaking of remakes, I started watching the new Mortal Kombat movie this weekend. What do you mean started watching a movie? I haven't finished it. It's on HBO Max. Yeah, but how do you? Uh, no, I'm kind of with Kevin. How do you start watching a movie? You watch the first half of it, and then you didn't get to finish it, so you don't have to finish it. But wait, who goes into a movie not knowing if they're going to have enough time to watch the whole thing? 
Well, other shit came up. I had to stop watching the movie. That's the beauty of having a movie at home now that you can watch anytime you want and pick up where you left off. Yeah, yeah but, but you could carve out time to watch the movie? No, not necessarily. Oh, that would drive me nuts. No, I'm, I'm, listen, if we're having dinner, it's like, yeah, I'm going to pop on a movie while we're having dinner. We start watching the movie, and then I can pick it up later. What kind of fucking savage are you? You watch TV while you eat dinner. Fuck off. You know I got a TV in the kitchen right Wait, and, and also something you haven't already seen. Like a, a TV during dinner is either like the news, sports center, or something you've already seen. You don't go into something fresh while you're eating dinner. Why not? What do you mean you why not? All the time. You know we watch over dinner all the time on Fridays? Well, now now that it's over, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. What is that? Every episode on Friday, having dinner. Listen, listen, Mike TV. You should probably not watch TV at dinner. You should converse with your family. I hate my family. Well, that's I'm not going to go. That's your own. I'm not going to go to that extreme. But like, how do you invest in something you've never seen while doing something else at the same time? I'm not doing something else. I started watching. You mean you're sitting at a table with your family eating food? Yeah. So? I'm kind of with Kevin on this, Tony. I don't know how you can start a movie. And, like, look, Look, I don't know about you. I eat my dinner pretty fast. So I, like, I can wait 15, 20 minutes. If you're not talking to your family, you guys are shoveling food in your mouth and watching fucking TV. All right. So, like, if it's, like... It, it's just me, right? Like, so if I am, like, it's like a Friday night or whatever. All right. So here's where I can possibly see Tony's point. And I'm probably, but I, through his eyes, I don't understand how I could possibly do this. But through my eyes. I don't want to see anything through his eyes. Very good. Well, you probably couldn't. My eyes are sh- terrible. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, if it's, like, it's Friday night, right? I'm home, whatever. It's eight o'clock. I'm like, you know what? Let me turn on a movie. All right. Then all of a sudden, someone calls me up at like 9.30, like pre-pandemic, right? And says, hey, Kevin, we're all going out. Meet, let's meet up. At that point, maybe I could say, all right, the movie can wait. But that's few and very, very far between situations. And Tony, like, what are you, what, Tony, what are you doing? What do you mean, what am I doing? I'm waiting to watch the rest of the movie. <laughs> Should I leave? I guess because... No, I mean, like, what are you like? What are you doing? Like, what are you doing that has that takes you away from the what? First of all, what time? Hunt, you start- all right, I'll give you an example. No, listen, don't- like, give me like housework shit. All right, like, because that could like, what housework shit are you doing, my friend? I just told you what, how I I told you the only situation I would leave watching a movie is if other plans came up. Okay, like if so someone called me while I was I- watching the movie and said, "Hey, we're going to the bar. Let's go." Well, any fucking time the bars, fucking Kevin's on his way, fucking batting down the hatches. All right, what do you want me to say? Like that's just, but well, I'm just saying. Look, before you we started have enough time to finish this movie, going into it, I would never, I would, I would never go into a movie knowing that there was a possibility that I wouldn't finish it. Never. Okay, well that's you. You know what? When Matt texted us earlier and says, "Boys, what'd you watch?" I said, "You know what? I'm going to try to squeeze in some shit." You know what I squeezed in an hour and a half before we started the show tonight? A big I dump. In an hour and a half of two hours of the Roddy Piper show. So there you go. Is that a new a new vehicle? Yes, the A and E biography that came out last night. I haven't watched either one of those yet. So. Because you don't have two hours to watch them, I guess. Oh no, because I watched Rebellion, AEW. I went to work. I did a lot of stuff around the house. Key, so. Okay, so you've never. See, stopped- I, I didn't go into it. Why? I didn't. I, I didn't invest the time to watch it because I knew I didn't have it. So you've never watched a pay-per-view, stopped it in the middle and say, I'll pick this up later. 
it's different. No, Why it's not. It it's the same Why? thing. No, Matt, it's definitely different because each match is a different story. There's not Every one story. Every movie's got more There's than one main story. But they're they're all intertwined. Every single scene, you know what you're getting. Like I can, I, if I watch, I don't watch anything really live. I watch Rebellion uh, today, right? So if I know that I have the capability to pause it, then I'll pause it. But it's wrestling. It's not a movie. Sure, but it's the same thing. It's a movie. If he has the ability, it's not like you paid twenty dollars and went. Look, I don't agree with what he did. Let's just get that straight. If I'm going to watch yeah, a movie, kind of I'm going to. No, if I'm going to watch a movie, I'm going to carve it out. Yeah. But to his point, and I don't understand why he does this, but he does have the ability to pause. I just don't understand that. If I'm inv- if I'm going to invest in a movie, if I'm like an hour in, I'm not going to be like, well, I got to feed the cats and I got to take out the trash and I got to rub one out. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I got to play. What? Don't look at me like that. All fair. And then I got to play fucking whatever weird video game your kid is playing now. We're going to stop to play video games. Whatever. You have that ability. I just think it's weird that you would start something if you know you're not going to finish it. I mean, it's not like I'm buying a ticket to a movie at a theater and I'm fucking walking out in the middle of it and said, I'll come back tomorrow. So, Tony, did, you said you started watching. Did you finish watching? No, I got I got up to where they're training for the Mortal Kombat tournament. So, all right, listen. All right, first of all, all right, let's, I mean, I have, I have no plans on seeing it, but some of our audience might. So let me ask you this. How many days is it going to take you to watch this movie? Well, it's only going to take me an hour and a half. I just have to find the rest of the time to watch it. How long is the movie? Let me ask you this. If you did it in five-minute increments. Kevin's not going to let me talk tonight. Our buddy Mott Spock in the chat brought it up. Do you read a book all at once? Do you know he books doesn't are read not, books? Books take you longer than an hour to read. But do you stop reading a book and go back to it? No, first of all, I don't start reading a book. That's your own fault. That sounds like a Kevin problem. <laughs> it's not a problem. Kevin greatness is what it is. Oh boy! Book reading. Oh. I didn't so, realize my movie watching habits was twenty minutes of fodder for the show, but here we are. Hey, Red right. Fox is joining us. No, we're, we're clearly embellishing for entertainment purposes, but I just never would not would never carve out like only like twenty minutes when I like I would carve out like the time I needed to watch a movie. Like, that's, like, my plan. Like, movie night, there's a term movie night for a reason. Like, you watch a movie. That's what you do. That's your plan. That's, like, what it is. So that, I just found it a little perplexing. That's all, Tony. Obviously, we're, we're joking, joking for, you know, entertainment purposes. Just find it, just find it a little confusing. That's all. Who's jo- I wasn't me. joking. But, yeah. Kept, Matt looked at me like I was Good for you, man. Like, Good for you. I just think it's weird that you're not going to, you're going to stop a movie in the middle of it. And you're old, so you forget shit all the time. It's Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that's what that's my thing. How long is the Mortal Kombat movie though? It's less than two hours, I think. So you watch fucking half an hour of <laughs> No, I'm like forty five minutes in. He's gonna spend a month and a half watching Mortal Kombat. I'm like forty five minutes in. How long did it take you to watch that four hour Zack Ryder Justice League? A month? Oh, I didn't watch that shit. Oh, it was a good movie. Good. How, how long did it take you to watch it? Four hours or fucking three weeks? No, four hours. The allotted time. I sat down and I knew it was going to take four hours. And your asshole is probably sore from sitting in the same spot for four hours. Fuck no, that. my chair is very comfy. And no one's saying you can't get up during a movie. Like, no one's saying you can't pause and go to the bathroom, get popcorn, get a drink during a movie. I don't know. The people at the Facebook chat seem to be agreeing with me, so fuck All you right, guys. Let me check out what these. All right, I'm gonna the people in the Facebook up. chat. 
are Go great supporters of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Red Davis, the Rhodes Wrestling Academy graduate, he uh, joins us in 15 minutes, trade by Dustin Rhodes. Uh, so we'll be dummy. we'll be talking to him for a few. Uh, there's so much to talk about. Uh, I think we I think. I don't want to go down the impact hole right now because uh, Red is going to call us in 15 minutes, and I don't want to start and stop the conversation. Uh, but Rebellion like was totally last night. Yes, it's it's like a movie. We don't want to stop and start the conversation. Um, let's talk about this Mickey James thing. I, I got to get your guys' take on this. Well, I kind of want to hear yours first, to be honest with you. Well, let, let's enlighten the listeners and let them know exactly what happened first. That's, that's a great point, too, Donna. So Mickey James put so she was released uh two weeks ago, I guess is when they released everyone like April fifteenth, right? Tax day. <clears throat> Old tax day. Tax day was extended to May. Well, yeah, well I know because I haven't done my taxes yet. Um <laughs> <laughs> What do you do? Do you do it for yourself or do the old turbo tax or Yeah, me and Reed will sit down and do I think we've been using credit karma the last couple of years. Uh-huh. Um so Mickey James uh, was released, and I guess they pack up all her shit. I really don't know what was. In, I want to know what's in the bag. Yeah. Um, I do. I want to know what's in there. Like, what do they? What I, I do they? Too. What? They, like, what do you like? For all those people out there that know the Shining Wizards and have been following us for like almost ten years, like, is it Anthony Quadro style? Like, they just throw all his clothes in a fucking bag, and he calls it a day? Or is there like shit in there? Like valuable shit? Like, is it her boots? Is it like well, some it's, jewelry? It's one thing if- if he puts his own shit, it's it's one thing if he puts his own shit in a garbage bag, or if she packed her own shit in a garbage bag. But this is like your your former boss. Like they, they usually give you like in any normal job, they usually tell you if you get fired or you leave, pack up your stuff you have to the end of the day. This apparently is not one of those situations. They have to send you whatever you left behind. So I'm with you, Matt. I would love to know what was actually in it, but at the end of the day, I. Don't know if it matters. Can I ask a weird question? Yes. I mean, working working as a wrestler for WWE, it's not a nine to five. You don't have an office, right? Exactly. So, like, what are you leaving behind? It's not like Mickey James had office space where she's got plants and fucking awards and shit on the wall. So, wonder- okay, Matt, go ahead. Sorry, Kev. I hate to cut you off there. So apparently, it was her gear. I guess if. You're traveling during the pandemic. I, I guess you set, have your gear sent to wherever the Thunderdome is, where Tony might be tonight at 10 p.m., depending on how much energy he has left. Mm. Um, I might have a movie to watch. That's true. You, no, you, you, don't, you, you do have a movie to watch. It's just when you choose to watch it. Yeah. So this says uh, it was her gear. So I guess maybe so you just have like a carry-on. I don't know what this – I haven't traveled since the pandemic, but it was her gear. So instead of putting it in like a nice little box – uh, I guess they put it in a garbage bag and sent it to her. No, I thought it was in a box, but it was inside a garbage bag in the box. Or no, I think the garbage bag was in the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. But it's, st- yeah, but I mean, gear's expensive, man. I still, I don't understand. I'm, bag. I'm gonna start sending all the boxes of wizardry in garbage bags. I'm sti- bo- love you for listening. I'm stealing this gimmick, hundred percent. Mark Caron- I'm stealing this gimmick like Mark Carano's stealing fucking belts. That was a fucking big, uh, big uh, Easter egg popping out of that story too. Who was that that tweeted that? By the way, there was a woman that that said that she that he steals belts and stores them under his bed or something like that. Was it his ex-wife? I, that, well, that would make sense. I think so. I don't have it in my notes. I just have that he was fired. 
Yeah. Oh, but apparently this isn't the first time this has happened to a female. It happened to Maria Canellis and it happened to Jillian Hall, too. Uh, and even CM Punk chimed in with some jokery. Wait, did they, did they send J- Jillian Hall's mole in a garbage bag? <laughs> Hopefully and they some, Ziploc that shit as a hazmat. And oh, some yeah. worms. Ugh. Oh, I got a new coaster. A new uh, koozie from, from Cheap Shop Party. That's it's, a, it's, a, it's Ric Flair. Oh. Rick Flair. Rick Flair. It says a very drunk wrestler. <laughs> and an awesome picture of him carrying a 12-pack of Miller Lite. I was about to say, it's a very, uh, very Miller Lite homage there. I love my Cheap Shop Party. Check them out. Cheap Shop Party. Just Google them. They make these awesome koozies. They're like fucking four bucks a pop. Supports local business. They're in Bloomfield. Bloomfield, New Jersey. Get out of here. I'm all in here. They're, they're in the town next to me? Yeah, right buddy. Hit him up on the IG. Save yourself some shipping. Oh, yeah. save my, I'll save myself on all sorts of shipping. I'm ordering in bulk, Cheap Shop Party. Um, so, I think it's pretty shitty. Yeah. Um, For them to do something like this, especially in the day and age of social media where, you know, like, Mickey James has nothing to lose. Like, she's, I, I can't this is her. On delay or not. You, Can I ask a fair question? A fair question you may, my friend. What if her gear had not been washed? What if we're talking and it smelled like a fucking Vader proportions? Would you just want to put that in a box and send it out? I would think you'd want to put it in some sort of plastic to begin with. You right? could put it. You're the fucking WWE. You just made $6.2 million off of WrestleMania. You could find a better way to package it instead of having old John Cena of hefty, hefty man bust out the fucking garbage bags. I mean, you're not you're not getting the packaging back. So, like, why just you could afford something better than a freaking garbage bag? But I mean, listen, if if they're shipping Vader's tights across the country and it's not in a bag, somebody might want to open that up to make sure there's not a fucking corpse rotting in well, there. You're not. It's not sitting in the seat next to you on a plane. It's in. It's in store. It's in like underneath or wherever it is. Somebody, somebody, I don't want to mention. Oh, fuck it. Catherine's asking in the uh, Facebook, uh, girls aren't disgusting. And I can tell you assuredly, some girls are pretty fucking disgusting. Listen, bartend, Matt, you could probably test this work in the service industry. Like walk into a woman's room in any bar on this face, on the face of the earth, they are 10 times worse and 10 times more disgusting than any men's room you'll ever find. Fact. That is a fact. I've seen a lot of strange women's crotches out on the pizza truck, un unprovoked. You're just sloppy, drunk, and you're falling. You're fucking falling over chairs and tables because you don't know how to fucking act like an adult. You're gross. You're a gross monster. I was just talking about that. Have some respect. (laughs) You fucking whore. You ghoul. Yeah, you fucking monster. Again, just talking about the rooms. (laughs) They're they're gross. No, women are just as gross as men. Just because the guy, just because every guy you stand next to at a wrestling show doesn't know what a stick of fucking deodorant is, doesn't mean every girl to your right doesn't know how to wash her fucking nasty crotch. Tony, in your minge. I was hoping for Tony to to, comp- to comment on how Matt says wash, 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 wash your crotch. How about you wash your gear before you send it back to Mickey James, you sons of bitches. You know, you do. You think they would have a washing machine or something there at the performance center? A washing machine. Not a fucking garbage bag. You're a goddamn multi-billion-dollar company. You should have a better. The fucking shit you order off of WWEShop.com gets packaged better than this. That's true. 
And it's fucking Mickey James. It's not like some... F- I mean, it's unacceptable across the board, but it's not like it's some fucking indie girl who g- just got her fucking neck broken by Nia Jax for no reason because she's the fucking greatest wrestler in the world. It's fucking literally garbage. WWE <laughs> is literally garbage. Mark Carano's stealing all the fucking belts. He's a ghoul. He's a fucking uber ghoul. Watch Total Divas. He looks like a fucking petter ass. He's out of here. They're cleaning Easy. house. No, not easy. Fuck them. Fuck the WWE. Bunch of horse shit. Well, they fired him. Good. He should have been fired. You fuck. He's an asshole. He sucks on Total Diva. I'm already fired. Fire me. I'm already fired. Why? What? I don't. uh, Fucking. Fucking Fucking piss me off. He's pissing me off. They're all pissing me off. He always rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, he was a dick on Total Divas. Go back and watch Total Divas. He has no sense of humor. He's like a slice of white bread. He's fucking boring. He's bland. He sucks. I'm glad he's fired. Is that show still on, Total Divas? I have no idea. Gave up on that, huh? I think it I think it transformed into Total Bellas. No, nah, two oh, separate shows. Yeah, I don't know. I fell off the Total Divas wagon a while ago. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Now I'm watching dirty girls in the fucking bathroom. Thanks. Oh, they're fucking gross. When I was a manager at Chili's, dude, the fucking tampon thing was overflown. There's fucking toilet paper everywhere. You know that story I told when I was a manager at Chili's. The lady took blood. She shit herself. She went in the bathroom. She rubbed it all over the fucking walls. I had to call the first aid squad. This lady went on a blind date. Quick story before Red Davis calls. I don't want to hear this. Oh, I got another is- story too. You go first. We have the manager at Chili's, whatever. It was like a Tuesday night. There's nothing going on. It's fucking quiet. This woman comes in and she sits down on the benches up front. And they have like the vinyl bench. She's waiting for somebody. Uh, and I guess she had given blood before she came on her blind date. Like there was a blood drive or something. So while she was sitting there, she like fucking passed out. And then she woke up and realized that she shit herself. So she ran into the woman's room. So then the host is like, Matt, there's like some shit on the bench up here. And I'm like, just clean it up. He's like, no, like there's really shit on the bench. So I go up and there's some fucking shit on the bench. So I grab the bench. I take it out back. I fucking hose it down. I soap it down. We clean it nice and good. We bring the bench back up. (laughs) So I grab. uh, So then the server is like, Matt, there's a woman in the bathroom and there's shit everywhere. And she won't come out. And I'm like, what? Is she shit on the bench again? No. So she shit herself. And because she was on a blind date, she was embarrassed and she panicked to clean herself up and literally smeared shit all over the ladies room. So one of the servers, she was like, uh, like she was like a first, she did like first aid. uh, She was like a, like an EMT on the side. Um, So like I sent her in there. I'm like, you got to go in here and see what this lady's deal is. Like, so she goes in, she talks to her. She's like, she wants you to call the first aid squad. So call the first aid squad. They come, they pick her up, they wrap her like a mummy. And they take her out of here. And then uh, uh, my buddy Dom, was uh, he was there. He used to be a manager there, and then he was transferred to a new store that was opening, so we had people training there. I'm like, Dom, what do I do? He's like, you got to have them fill out the incident report because there's an incident here just to make sure that you cover your ass. So I grab the incident book. I go outside to this guy, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, all right, buddy, I just need a little information. I'm like, what's your name? I'm like, what's her name? What's her last name? He's like, I don't know what her last name is. I'm like... What do you mean you don't know what her last name is? He's like, this is a blind date. I fucking smack him on the shoulder. I'm like, good luck, buddy. I go back inside. (laughs) I'm like, "Uh, 
Dom's like, did you finish the report? I'm like, nah, man. Uh, it was a blind date. He didn't know her last name, so I just kind of left it at that. He starts fucking howling. And then uh, it was like, somebody's got to go in there and clean up the shit. And I was like, all right, let's do it. Give me oh, the fucking, give me the mask. Her? Give me the gloves. Give me the scrubby. Bro, it was everywhere. Wow, you're a better man than I am. Holy cow. It's a great story. So, so let's try to dissect this if we can. Oh, really? We're going to go further? We're deep diving. What is if you pan? Like I've panicked before. I've been in a very panicked situation. At what point is your first natural reaction to smear poop all over the wall? She wasn't. She didn't. She was trying to clean herself up, but she just couldn't get clean. So she was like grabbing at like everything. Oh, uh, okay. Like in you. the so stall, the vanity. It wasn't like she just like wrote like red rum all <laughs> over the walls and shit. <laughs> I thought she was like, all right, I got to get this out of me. I might as well put it on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Better there than here. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. So don't, uh, I don't know how this story came about, but don't put, I don't I, I think this is, uh, it's an embarrassment. Triple H and Stephanie, they got involved with it. Everyone is disgusted. They fired this fucking schmuck. Yeah, but uh, I heard this guy was on the chopping block already. I heard they were looking for a reason to fire him because they had brought in John Laurinaitis to sort of do his job. Nah, well, I, I don't think this I don't think this is a God, how do you how do you say it? He 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 deserved his head deserved the role for this. I don't think it was an excuse. Like I don't think it was like, oh, we were looking to get rid of him anyway, so let's do it. it, it this was a who if it was somebody under his employee or somebody under his chain of command, one hundred percent deserved to be kicked to the curb because there's no excuse for that. Like Matt said, we're not talking about, and again, it shouldn't happen to anybody, but we're not talking about some NXT trainee. You know what I mean? We're not saying that someone just, that just got signed to a developmental deal. I'm talking about Mickey James, Hall of Famer, 100% certified anywhere she goes, TNA, WWE, without a doubt. And the fact that she drew attention to it and that it brought others out to say that, hey, this guy's kind of a, a douchey douchey, uh, like... Uh, you know, something needed to be done. So I don't think it was a, a scapegoat firing, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty douchey. And, it, and you know, people don't talk because it's like, oh, we can't badmouth the WWE because they don't, you know, they'll blackball us from wrestling. Mickey James says, I don't give a fuck. My husband is the NWA world champion. I deserve to be treated better like this. And fucking God damn it. The WWE shop packs this shit better than you guys do. <laughs> And she's got a grown ass woman podcast, so she's a grown ass woman. She does her own podcast too. Yeah, her, uh, uh, Victoria, and oh god, uh, the the TNA. Oh my god, uh, SoCal Val. Oh no shit. Yeah, they have a podcast together. I can't keep track of all the the new. Oh, it's it's nuts. They're rolling them it's out. It's hard for me to listen to podcasts because sometimes I could only listen for like twenty minutes at a time, and you know that wouldn't be a thing that kevin or matt would appreciate that's not true anyway we've got red davis on the line should we let him in yeah let's oh, bring, yeah. bring in old red let's see if anyone ever packed his shit in a trash bag we actually got quite a few people on the facebook right now who seem to be red davis supporters so huzzah i'm in and hopefully he will be in soon it says he's joining here he comes there he is there's red what's going on mr davis how are you good good how are you guys great nice. great we're just talking about a little uh Mickey James action. You ever have uh, anyone send you a bunch of your gear in a trash bag? No, I had my gear thrown out of a locker room, but not in a trash bag. What'd you do to get your gear thrown out of a locker room? I was new. That's a, that's <laughs> was a just, 
bunch of horse shit. I don't agree with that. I was I was new to the business, and they said, you know, I didn't belong here. Changed somewhere else. I changed in a restroom at a at a gym. That's well, so funny because I just watched the Miz documentary, and there was a whole thing about that's how when he came in, it was like you're not changing yeah. here anymore, man. <laughs> it is it is legit. It's a legit thing. If you're you're green in the business, certain promotions, uh, it happens, but just overcome it so you can do and just put a smile on your face go out there and have a damn good match absolutely uh, red for those not familiar with uh with your pedigree here in the wrestling business i know you are the first graduate from the rwa uh the Rhodes wrestling academy trained by dustin Rhodes. um tell us a little bit about that experience and why you decided to go into professional wrestling we always like to go down the rabbit hole uh and figure yeah. out what got you in the business yeah uh what got me in the business definitely was bret hart um Bret Hart has always been a personal idol of mine from day one. Um, and a lot of people don't like Bret, and I, we, all, we all know why. We all know what happened in 97. But Bret has always been the guy, technical wrestling, you know, mat wrestling, telling, telling a story, right? That's kind of, that's what we're, you know, we're here in the business. I see it right there. I still got that, man. <laughs> still got that action figure. <laughs> um, even, uh, even Sean, Sean Michaels was huge huge for me back then uh i used to have long hair back in the day go to school and put the little boy toy ponytails back then um yeah that's that's what got me in and it took me took me a few years after high school to get really into the business i always wanted to stick to basketball and be in the in in the nba but i realized five eight isn't going to get me too far in the nba uh so then late 2017 hit and i i went to a school uh, TNT Championship Wrestling. That's where I went and graduated from there. Did a couple six months in. Just won the tag team. Won the tag team belt with my old tag team partner, uh, Zane Havoc. Did that, and then uh, early 2019 tore my knee. Tore a little bit of my knee. Yeah, about 10 minutes into the match, I did one move and it sounded just like a like a rubber band hit. <laughs> So that, that sucked. Yeah. And the ref heard it and he's like, Hey man, you're all right. And I'm like, yeah, we, we got another 20 minutes. We got to keep going. Um, kept going. But then I, I took about a year and a half off, you know, had my last match on Valentine's day, the month before the pandemic hit us, uh, did that, uh, wrestled a gentleman named madness. That was my last match. And as soon as I saw Dustin Rhodes put on his Instagram, he was opening Rhodes wrestling Academy. I was like, man, if, if this is meant to be, I'll, I'll get the call. I'll get the call. I'll get into the school. And little be known, he called me to get into the Road Wrestling Academy. And best best thing that could ever happen to me, to be honest. Best thing ever. So you mentioned Bret Hart being a fan. I mean, what is it like? We're all wrestling fans. That's why we do this. That's why we've been doing the podcast for 10 years. Right. That's why you got in the business. Is it like a holy shit moment when Dustin Rhodes is calling you, Dustin Runnels, whatever whatever acronym, name he goes by? Is it? Are you like... Holy shit. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, uh, I went to my roommate's room at the time and I, I had put Dustin on mute as he's talking to me and I, I go to my roommate's room and I'm like, this better not be a rib. Like, let me see if my roommate's actually calling me just to be a jerk. He's passed out in the room and I'm like, okay, this might be real. So I get back on the phone and it's, yeah, it's, it's Dustin Rhodes, man. And it's, it's a surreal moment. Like you don't know what to say. You're, you're shaking, you're jittery. You're kind of like, damn, like this is real. So, yeah, it was a surreal call when he called me that day. It was awesome. I feel like there's not enough time 
in the world or in, in anyone's real like real lifetime to learn everything that Dustin Rhodes has learned in in this business or what he could teach you. So like what is like one of the first like first things that that he taught you about the business, whether it be in the ring, outside the ring, like what was like the first thing that stood out, piece of advice that stood out in your head? Psychology and how to tell a story. First thing, first, that's one of the first things. See, if it's you got to go in there and you can't do, you know, what the young bucks do. Not everybody can do what the young bucks do, and you know, escaleras and, and topes, you know, destroyers, all that. He wants you. He wants to start you from the basics and how to tell a story and how to draw the fans into you and into what you're trying to sell to them. And that's one of the first things that'll always stick into my head is is how to tell a story. And he's a hundred percent there for. You. He's like a father figure. Does he does he ever tell you stories about Dusty? Oh, all the time. All the time. Yeah. Anyone that stick was out? that's uh a lot of them. Uh, a lot of them to be honest. Uh the one the one that always yeah. stuck out was the the the, the classic promo. The, the the promo that Dusty does, uh The Son of a Plumber? Yes, that one. That that's the the classic one. I mean, that's that's one of the things he teaches us how to do. It's like you do topics of a promo. You have to do. For me, it's kind of like when how he taught me with three bullet points or a couple bullet points of topics you want to hit, and that's how Dusty presented the son of a plumber promo with you know topics. And he drew his audience in. You know, he was here, went here, put it back to medium level, and ended right up top. And the audience was like, "Damn, I want more." So. But he, yeah, plenty of stories on Dusty. I just wish he was still here with us so we could also learn from him promo-wise as well. Uh, we're on the line with Red Davis at Red underscore Davis underscore. Red is spelled with two Ds on the Twitter machine. Uh, give him a follow. Uh, so you mentioned you you took some time away from wrestling pre-pandemic and then the wrestling school opened. Um so you've kind of trained and graduated from the Rhodes Wrestling Academy during a pretty unique time. Um, how did you face those challenges knowing Dustin called you, he wants you in the school. Uh, and then I don't know the timeline. Maybe you can elaborate on that, but does he call you and you get lined up for the school and then the pandemic happens or are you already at the school when everything goes down? Uh, we're already at the school while the pandemic is still going on. So, you know, I got the call probably around late October. Um, that's when, you know, we're still mid pandemic. This, we're still trying to figure out this thing and figure out, how we can live normal lives while being quarantined. Right. Um, so, I mean, it, when that happened, it's like, okay, you know, I got to make sure I was getting COVID tested every, every like 30, 45 days. I was doing that one because of, of my, my regular job plus to make sure I'm still cool for the Academy. Um, I found a bench on off rub. I found dumbbells and I would just work out at the house just to stay away from everybody. Um, and make sure that, you know, I was as safe as possible and keep everybody that was going to the class, you know, as safe as possible as well. So that was kind of the main goal for sure. Did you find out how or why Dustin chose you? Like why he reached out to you? Uh, in my head, I think something stuck out. Um, I, I think out of, out of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people that, that applied to the school, something stuck out. Um, and it, it drew me to him to be like, hey, you know, this guy's really good. You know, me, I, we can work. So we have something here, you know. 
Um, so I, I think that's what it was for sure. Yeah. So what's a typical day at the Rose Wrestling Academy like for you? Typical day, man. Um, of course, warm-ups, drills, blow-up drills, stuff like that. Just stuff stuff to get the blood flowing um, and learning new new aspects of new moves, new aspects of the business, just things like that. Real, real easy stuff. Uh, I mean, not easy because it beats the crap out of you, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing easy there's nothing easy in the, in the, in this business it's it's tough and it, it'll beat you up but yeah it, a typical day was just warm-ups and just you know drills drills after drills so that way you can learn repetitiveness uh, on everything did did he teach you anything about managing your expectations and say something like we've had uh guys who trained under seth rollins like zicky dice and like does he teach you how to manage your expectations and be like hey listen just because you're training under me doesn't mean you're going to get any opportunities that other people that have worked just as hard as you will get, uh, as hard as you will get. Has he taught you anything about that in terms of uh, how to manage your expectations of the business and how hard you have to work? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, It's mainly you have to put in the work, as much work as somebody else does. Um, Don't always expect somebody to come knocking at your door and be like, hey, Red, uh, we want you to come to NXT or want you to AEW or Ring of Honor definitely not how it's going to work. You, you always got to make sure that kind of like how the rock says you have to be the hardest worker in the room and do what your competition wants. Um, and for, ev- for everything we do in this business, it's a competition. You always want to, you always want to be better than that last match or, you know, your next, your last opponent or your next opponent. So that's just something, yeah. Expectations, you know, you always had to tell yourself you're yes, you might be that good, but there's always somebody better that you want to strive for to be better than. So yeah, expectations were definitely set. What do you enjoy most about pro wrestling? Honestly, I, I, honestly, everything. The, the money and the fame really doesn't matter to me. Uh, the money and the fame that if that comes, cool. But if I'm I'm happy, I'm happier when I'm in the middle of that ring and I'm able to have the fans whenever they are to come back for them to cheer and or boo me. Um, that's what makes me happy going out there and being able to tell a story and heck, get the crap beat out of me for somebody's enjoyment <laughs> or beat the crap out of somebody else for their enjoyment. But yeah, that, that's what makes me the happiest. If, if I'm not in a ring, you know, doing that, I, I'm not happy. And that, that's one thing that gets me. For those that aren't familiar with Red Davis, uh, what is your wrestling character like uh, in the ring? Heel, face, are you a dick? Are you a good guy? Are you a baby face? <laughs> Are you uh, throwing bang at people? What are you doing? What's what's your gimmick? What's your deal? Uh, I guess it, for me, I I like to be a heel. I like to be I like I like to be hated. Um, that's one thing that that oh, you look like such a nice guy. It, <laughs> it gets me going, man. Like it, it's it's an adrenaline rush. Like I've had beer thrown at me before. I've had people wait for me by my car to fight me. Wow, you know because I've insulted them. Like like I'm a Spurs fan. And I insulted somebody with a San Antonio Spurs cap. I got it and I threw it out and I stepped on it. And at the end of the day, the guy still waited to fight me. And he was like, man, I, I want to fight this guy. Like, what the heck? But <laughs> no, I prefer to feel like I prefer to make them hate me. It's the little things like that. You can look at somebody and they're just, they're, they're hating you with their, without saying anything, they're hating you. You just got to look into their eyes and see it. And when you see it, you want to draw them into you and just make them hate you more. And that's, yeah. that's what I like to do. And that's one thing, you know, that it also taught. 
it's not just not done overnight. It's just, you just got to pick up a craft, you know, you always learn new things every day, which is the best part of the business. Unless you got a face like mine, people just naturally hate me. So <laughs> we could do like a Nick cage face off thing. We could switch faces. <laughs> no, I, I, I just, uh, throw some shots out there. Like I'll just, uh, it's the jaw a little bit or, you know, give you a little eyebrow and flex the muscles or something. Like I'll just be as arrogant as possible. Yeah. We were flexing our muscles hard last week. We all had our shirts off. <laughs> tombstone. What do you know about? Do you know about tombstone Jesus? Tombstone Jesus. Never. Don't even. Oh boy. When you're done with That's this, me. look up some tombstone Jesus. You'll be a fan. hundred percent. All right. He's yeah. a, he's an interesting character, professional wrestler. I don't know about the professional part, but he's an interesting character. <laughs> so let me ask you, when you're training with Dustin, is anybody whipping out the gold dust? Is anybody doing the... No, no. no For real? No, no, nobody? Nobody plays with him like that? Out of 100% respect, not at all. Couldn't couldn't do it, yeah. Um, it, Does, it was he do it? Does he do it? Does he do it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 100% business there, yeah. 100% business training and you know it's just him you know it's it's him one on one with you so yeah that's yeah 100% business <laughs> wait so it's one on one like there's there's nobody else that that trains with him like it's just it's just you guys down there or there's 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 nobody else yeah it's just him it's him as the trainer with a, a group of us as a oh, class okay. yeah yeah yeah, wow. yeah not just one on one but it's just him training you and, and learning learning the basics you start from if if you think you know this much, you can start right back at the bottom and learn just like everybody else. You know? Okay, so so what was that like coming in, having wrestled before? And, you know, like you, you have to just walk in there and throw everything out the window? Are you starting from scratch or? Uh, starting from scratch is that's what I wanted personally to do. Um, I felt like I was trained one way and it may not have been the right way to everybody else. So I wanted to go back in and start from scratch and learn you know, how to redo a wrist lock or, you know, how to lock up the even a better way, how to make it look more aggressive, stuff like that. You know, it's a, it just wasn't throwing everything out the window, just kind of like wanting to relearn from the bottom up. That's so wild. You never hear of schools like run. Like almost unheard of. So, so to to have that, that's got, that's got to be, absolutely remarkable for for you and whoever else is is in the school with you yeah it it was it was an awesome experience i mean it's i mean you get other when you go to other schools you get other coaches and you learn different you didn't learn different tactics or different ways from different coaches but you know dustin is right there with you one-on-one in the ring with you teaching you how to do this that this and that but that that's what drew me to this was like there's hundreds of other schools out there in the world. There's flatbacks with, with Sean Spears and Tyler Breeze. Yeah. You know, there's Tom Pritchard school in Tennessee. There's hybrid school wrestling here in, in San Antonio. And they're all, those are all great schools, but there's only one Dustin Rhodes. That's true. Right? There's only one. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's what got me. It was like, man, if I can learn from Dustin and I can use what he taught me in the ring and, how to create my own brand as Red Davis and get this Red Davis character going, then screw it. Why, let, let's do it. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about the Red Davis character. What What are your goals as Red Davis and what do you want to accomplish in terms of character growth? 
Uh, I guess I'll start with the short short term goal. Uh, short term goal for sure is to land 100% more bookings. I know a lot of people aren't booking right now because of the pandemic. Right. Um, and you need COVID vaccines to travel, but that's my short term goal. Long term goal to get this character going. Um, for long, first and foremost, is get to AEW. That's the goal. Um, that should that should be everybody's goal. If that's not anybody's goal to create their brand character and get them going and get them over, nobody should be in the business. That's not the goal. But my goal is for sure to get to AEW on Dynamite and wrestle Cody Rhodes one time <laughs> or more. But just to get there in Dynamite to wrestle Cody Rhodes, that's the goal. Or, or NXT. Um, as much as I admire Adam Cole too. Adam Cole's huge on Adam Cole. And I'm like, if I could just get to NXT and wrestle Adam, that'd be, that'd be it. But to get my character over as Red Davis, um, just putting myself out there, branding myself and talking to different people, talking to different promoters, podcasts, emails, sending emails out, getting my, my tapes out there, photo shoots, you know, everything like that, getting this character really up and going. Uh, you mentioned AEW and, and uh, we're seeing, um, a lot of not a lot, but we're seeing trickles of the Rhodes Wrestling Academy graduates starting to show up on AEW Dark and AEW Dark Elevation. Uh, is that something that might be in the future for Red Davis? That I'm not too sure. Um, the future is always, you know, untold. You know, we're never guaranteed anything tomorrow or the next or the next week or so. So I mean, I'm just going to work as hard as I can. I'm going to keep putting all all the work. Um, eventually somebody somebody will see it so eventually somebody will see it uh but i in my my mind the hardest workers in the room always work in silence and when they work in silence good opportunities come their way so that's usually just what i do so hopefully eventually i get a call to go to elevation or dark um it'll be a, it'll be a great blessing in the making but yeah if i just keep putting in the work somebody will eventually notice dust dustin dustin <laughs> Psst, dustin get this guy you want me to tweet Dustin after the show? I'll take care of it. Oh, don't please you don't, dare Tony. Don't you we dare did, tweet Dustin. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> we did. Uh, we did a tournament last two years ago. It was called Sting of the Ring. It was we we took thirty two wrestlers that all wore face paint at some point or another throughout their career, and we set up a tournament where people could vote on them. Tony tagged the wrong. I don't know who the fuck he tagged, but it wasn't <laughs> Dustin Rhodes. And Dustin Rhodes was like. Bro, what are you doing? No, I tagged the wrong Jeff Hardy. When I whatever I said to Dustin, I didn't put the comma in the right place, so he thought I was insulting him. Oh, that's what it was. Oh, jeez. He, he sent me back, and I don't give a fuck. Picture. And I was like, no, dude, I'm on your side. I didn't mean that. Don't worry about it. Him, him and I have a good rapport. I'll get you in. Don't worry. Ah, uh, the, the voice of reason, T Donk. Get him into a school he's already in, Tony? Is that what you're saying? He's no, be- elevate him. Elevate, get him to the yeah. next level. <laughs> we don't we don't want him to get to seven level, but... Yeah, don't worry about planches and topes. Tony will take care of it for you. <laughs> no, I, I definitely don't want... I definitely shouldn't be doing all that. I will, <laughs> I will, just, I will just stick to the mat, break a pot, body part down, put him in a sharpshooter. Let's, let's call it a day. All right, I, like I got the sharpshooters to finish. I like it. I gotta ask you, Red, and this is this is gonna really this is gonna this is gonna, this is where the, the, we either grow together, we bond, shining with his mat and red, or this all falls apart, brother. All right, 
Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels, who are you picking? Oh, Bret Hart. Yes. Yes. Bret Hart all day. All right. That's all I needed. Some people, Shawn Michaels. uh." No, get out of here. All right? With that nonsense. Just because he found Jesus, he's still not a piece of shit. Get out of here. If if we're going to talk about, like, wrestling wrestling, it's Bret Hart, Brian Danielson, Nigel McGuinness. Nice. So those are my top three technical wrestlers right there. Top three. Shawn Michaels character-wise and all the high-flying, perfect. But if we want to talk about wrestling, those three guys are right there. When was the last – sorry, Red. uh, When was the last time you wrestled in front of a crowd? Was it that Valentine's Uh, Day? Or I know you guys don't give a shit in Texas. You're doing – you're filling baseball stadiums. You're – (laughs) <laughs> kissing people on the side they don't care down in texas and that's great texas is his own country but uh when was the last time you got to wrestle in front of well, it is i've been there they don't give a shit it's, it's a cluster right now i don't know what's going on right now but I, I as long as i stick to my work in the gym and home i'm good <laughs> so you haven't had an opportunity to work in front of a crowd uh not yet okay. um last time i worked in front of a crowd was valentine's day of last year right all right. Yeah, you said time. that earlier. I just want to. I didn't know if there was something. Yeah, because uh, I know, yeah, like, I know. Uh, is SWF is a is a Texas uh, promotion? SWE. Yeah, SWE. SWE is a Texas promotion. I know Booker T is still doing stuff down there. I just don't know if they have uh, fans. So I was just curious. I think theirs is. Uh, I think maybe ROW may or may not have fans. Uh, don't quote me on that. I know SWE has fans. Uh, they just recently had a show uh, where Big Cass debuted on that one. I think they had a little yeah. bit of a crowd at that, uh, but I don't think ROW has crowd. They do. They're probably socially distanced or maybe an outside show, which they have had fans, you know, sitting in their cars or outside of their cars, socially distanced from everybody. I like that. That's unique. So you're jonesing to get back in front of the crowd and have somebody throw oh, beer and I'm, spit on you and all that weird heel it's shit like a that drug, you're man. It's like you're, you're you're itching at it to get back in front of these people, and it's 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 kind of like how how the guys were everybody with that mania, all the wrestlers came out for men and women, and you could see the emotion in their face. So like Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre came out, led that entrance, first one to come out, and you could see the pure emotion in his eyes. Like, damn, man, yeah. You don't realize how much you need the fans, or you know, un- until they're they're gone. And when they're gone, you're like, "Damn, what do we do now?" Like now, you got to improvise. So it's weird. It's definitely weird. You, you mentioned Drew McIntyre. You mentioned WrestleMania. You mentioned Brian Danielson before. How do you feel about him saying that he felt detached uh, from the crowd at WrestleMania 37? Was that uh, Brian's words? Yeah. He, he said he felt the te- Here's what he said. It's taken me time to fully process what the experience was like because it wasn't like a normal thing. It was really weird, like an out-of-body uh, out uh, okay. experience. When I'm wrestling, I feel everything and felt like I really enjoyed it. This was weird. I was out there, and it felt like I was detached. It was so strange. And the fact that before the match started, I got this strange feeling like, is this what it's like before you die? Am I going to die? I was like, oh, well, okay, I don't know why or how it's happening, but it was unlike everything I have felt while wrestling. He also goes on to say, like, maybe it's time for him to close that that chapter in his life. Is that weird for someone? I I, I see what he's saying about the out-of-body experience. Um most definitely, I mean, these guys have been gone. The fans have been gone from us since since March of last year. So it's like, like I was saying, it 
once they're taken away from you, once you have good things taken away from you like that, you're like, damn, yeah, now we need to start from square one, just like training. You're training in front of nobody. You're having little matches in front of nobody. So you got to learn how to improvise and work like there is a crowd watching you. And yeah, they're in the Thunderdome, but there's nothing like having the fans, whether it be two people in a bingo hall to 75,000 people at Raymond J Stadium whenever we get 75,000 people back. But there's nothing like these guys chanting your name, like nothing, whether you're a heel or a face there. It's, it's, it's an awesome feeling. So I'm, I'm sure it was like for him, he's like, man, like he's standing, he's, he's in the ring, but he's got his out of body experience happening next to him probably. And he's just like, dang, this is, it's an awesome feeling. So, and I, I really hope he doesn't retire anytime soon. Cause that's going to hit, that's going to hit hard. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Brian, man, I, that, if he was still younger, much younger, I would love to at just one day just hit the ring with him and just rest. He's, Technically, a, he's, an, he's an avid listener to this podcast, so I'm sure that he's uh, I'm sure he's uh, checking it out. <laughs> Brian, Brian, if you're watching, at all due respect, sir, it, it is a goal to be in the same ring with you and and tear it up. Yeah. That's that's a goal. That's out of all due respect. <laughs> well, you know, nobody ever retires that. in wrestling, so. That, that door is always open. Sure. Terry Funk, he's battling COVID, and then he's going to work in like four weeks. Don't worry. <laughs> He'll be out there forever. Terry Funk, forever. Terry Funk never dies like Mick Foley. Never. Forever. Forever. Do you, uh, ha- how, oh, how do I say this? Um, hmm. How valuable, like you can't put a price on being trained uh, and working with Dustin Rhodes, like to think about, and I think it kind of flies under a lot of people's radars. He came in super young. He was Dusty's kid. And then he had to create, reinvent himself in this very androgynous character that was way ahead of its time. And a lot of people point back to him as the, the starting point of the attitude era. Like if there's anyone to learn from, and I know there's tons of great schools out there, but D- Dustin is like, Man, he so flies under the radar, but if you're like, man, it's Dustin or somebody else, I, I would go with Dustin because he's seen it all, he's done it all, he's been at the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, and you get to roll around in the ring with him. Do you guys do like one, like, do you have like a seven-minute match with Dustin Rhodes, and when you're done, you're like, I just fucking wrestled Dustin Rhodes, and it was awesome. <laughs> I I wish. Uh, 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 if there was ever a match between D- Dustin and I, that would be that's also that's another dream right there just to say you you wrestled your coach before but no i mean it's it was all you know just everybody there never just like a like a one-on-one match or anything like that like you know teaching teaching you how to do this how to do that but everybody's watching and everybody's learning so we all it's all rotation semi all, all rotation but yeah to put a price tag on the learn from dustin absolutely priceless best thing ever and you know you've got cody with the nightmare factory and qt and to learn from them they're also awesome but again it's it's dustin you know you couldn't put a price tag on that <laughs> my apologies for nelly's butthole that she doesn't That's understand right. she doesn't understand that we have a guest usually she presents it to tony and kevin she doesn't understand we have a guest that means she likes you yes she's a big right. fan she's a red davis fan send her a t-shirt she'll get fucking I'm work, cat I'm, work, I'm working on i'm working on t-shirts as we i'll make sure to send you guys one when when they when they come out i'll send you guys a red davis t-shirt 
Macworks of 4XL. I don't know. What it, this is not Dave LaGreca where you send me a size that is way too big for me. If it's not in black, that's great because everything, every black T-shirt I own is covered in fucking cat hair. No, it, it, it'll definitely, it'll definitely be red. It'll oh, I like the dog, Red Davis. That uh, makes sense. I am working on that. I'm working. I'm drawing up some logos uh, right now. I've been working on that for a couple weeks and. Uh, just trying to really get this brand out there, really, really get it, really get it well known. As as things start to open up, are you starting to see like an influx of interest in you, or are you starting to take on more bookings, or are you still waiting until like the coast is clear? Um, I, I wouldn't say I'm waiting for the coast is clear because I'm already about to be have my second dose of the vaccination. So um, I think once that happens, I'll be a, once I get my second vaccination this week, I'll be a little more safer to travel. Um, I'll feel much safer to travel and I'll feel safer around other people knowing that I'm vaccinated. Um, but you know, it's, I've emailed a couple bookers and I've, I've trying to see where, where we are. A lot of them are, are booked up from now until maybe July or August. So, you know, a lot of them are getting back to me sh- slowly, but surely, but, um, you know what, eventually somebody's just going to be like, Hey red, you know, let's give you an opportunity. And that's all I need. That's all I want is one opportunity to show the world, whether it be on a, on a, on a live feed on Facebook or in front of five people, just to show them that I love this business and I really want to belong in this business. And I want to be somebody in this business, not just for the money and the fame, but because I love this business. And we're talking to uh, Red Davis at Red with two D's underscore Davis underscore. Follow him on Twitter. He's the first class graduate from the Rhodes Wrestling Academy, trained by Dustin Rhodes himself, Gold Dust Seven, whatever else you want to call him. The Natural, one of the one of the best uh, WCW songs ever, by the way. The Natural is a fucking banger. I don't care what you two say. I know Kevin's with me. Kevin loves that you love the natural Dustin Rhodes. I love song. the natural. Just, yeah, why why would we hate it? That's a great song. I don't know. Tony's weird. Not you, I'm, Kevin. I'm weird. You're the one that pulled seven. I mean, were we insulted yeah. guy or what? My God. No, but it's part of his his uh lineage. I mean, he also wanted to get breast implants. You did you mention that? Oh god, no. not tur- <laughs> I didn't. I don't know. I don't think Reed talk Red, excuse me. I don't think Red talked to uh Goldust about his fake titty, son. He was like, yo, tell me about them fake titties you were going to get, son. Hit me with a drop down. Now, this guy, he's the silence behind the violence. He goes in there, he's eyes open, ears open, mouth shut. That's why why he's going to be successful, unlike the three of us, or me, because I don't know when to shut the fuck up. (laughs) That served you well. It's It's very entertaining for the listeners and the watchers in the Facebook land. Sadly. (laughs) Seven. It was a terror. Dude, come on. Seven was awful. Yeah, that's the end of WCW, man. Next time you see Dustin, make sure you bring up seven. I'm sure you'll no, have I don't a, do that. Don't a terrible idea. It's terrible idea. It's like asking Barry Darso about the repo, man. Terrible idea. No, Barry Darso's <laughs> done a lot worse than the repo, man, bro. Yeah, but apparently that he like that drives him nuts when people ask him about the repo, man. He wait, does wait. signings as the repo, man. If the money's right. Wait. Repo Man or Hole in One Darso is the worst gimmick. I think I would think Hole in One Darso. What about the Black Top? What about Black Top Bully? Black Top Bully's okay. I mean, at I least mean, they tried. It's not. Be- it's not better than Repo Man. No, but neither is Hole in One Darso, and he did that. He did that. Doesn't seem to stick in his craw. Hold on, the Repo Man was terrible. He stole Macho Man's hat. How dare you? IRS stole Tatanka's headdress. What are we talking about here? It's wrestling. Well, the fucking Indians weren't paying taxes, bro. Native Americans. Whatever. 
<laughs> you got to pay your taxes, people. <laughs> I got my IRS. I got my Money Inc. T-shirt on tonight, boys. Well, good just, for you. Just got it in my pro wrestling crate. And. <laughs> Sorry, Red. We're all over the place. We're maniacs here. <laughs> this is good. Oh, you got a dog? I do. I got two. What are you, What are their names? Let's talk dogs. Uh, I have a Australian Kelpie Shepherd. Uh, his name is Tony Stark. And we have a miniature pincher named Bruce Wayne. Oh. Nice. All right. Let me ask you a question, Red. Right? <laughs> you sit down. You're going to watch a movie, right? You watch the movie the whole way through, right? All the time, yeah. All right, just making sure somebody one of one of these things is not like the other on this podcast. No, Matt, 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 Matt asked this question very, very, very terribly, and sometimes he should shut up. Um, have you ever had situations where you start a movie, you stop it for whatever reason, and then go back to it later? Does that disrupt you? I mean, are you cool with that? I, oh, I can't do that. That it'll it'll bother the <laughs> hell out if I start a movie. And stop it, which is why I haven't seen the Snyder cut of the Justice League yet. Because I'm hearing a lot of people tell me they gotta do increments, they gotta do two or three days. And I'm like, no, if I'm gonna watch the Snyder cut, I gotta see all four hours in one day. That's it. See? So you would you would carve out a time of your day knowing, hey, I'm watching this movie today. Oh, absolutely. You would carve out Yeah, that's what you do. That's what I did. I will I will put a lot of the the rocks new drink zoa i will drink two of those hey, what is that i'll grab, I'll grab some popcorn and i'll sit there for four hours and figure it out wait what are you drink? what's a zoa talk to me about this uh the rocks new energy drink um i'm not sponsored by them so this is not a plug <laughs> uh but it's just a new energy drink it's got uh all your healthy vitamins in there uh vitamin b6 b12 it's hydration no jitters like a bang or a monster so it, you know what's the sh- is there a lot of sugar in it no, not at all. Has it got a shitload of caffeine in it, though? No, it's got uh, 160 milligrams of caffeine. Oh, I might have to look for this Zoe. They sell it at GNC and Vitamin Shop. But yeah, do, do I look like it. I've ever been to either of those stores? <laughs> they sell on Amazon. Ah, there we go. Does it? Let me ask you guys. You follow The Rock on the Instagram? He takes a lot of fucking pictures of his feet. It's fucking weird. His feet are always in the picture when he's watching TV and he's drinking his tequila. Always. There was a picture like that today of him watching the Roddy Piper yeah. documentary last night. His feet always in the picture. <laughs> Are they nice feet? I mean, I'm not in a position to say because I got the walnut toe and I got like, <laughs> I've been a fucking working in a restaurant for 20 years. My feet are mangled. So I don't know. Yes. I Girls, ladies, ladies, talk to me about the rock's feet. Chat it up on the Facebook. Let me know. Does the rock oh. have sexy feet? Why? Why are we talking about the rock's feet, for God's sakes? Red, you got nice-looking feet? Let's see your oh feet, my. bro. So, no, so we're going we're gonna to get the conversation from the rock's feet to Red's feet. That's, <laughs> that's the natural progression of conversation here. Basketball and football and then wrestling takes a toll on the, your feet after a while. See? So he, he doesn't have nice feet either. It's okay. It's okay to have a not nice feet. But maybe we're going to unlock, like, he gets an OnlyFans and he shows his feet and people pay money for it. It's, oh, it's right, crazy that people do that. It's wild. That's fair. Right? <laughs> it's wild. Wild times. Red, anything else you want to leave us with before we let you continue on your Monday night? And uh, what's the weather like in Texas? This is a weird question, but I'm always interested. It is. It, it's about 90 degrees. We're about to hit 100 this week. So fuck we're about to hit that. Get out of here. Yeah. Whoa. 
fucking 90 degrees. We had, we had two snowstorms in two months, and I've seen enough snow for the rest of my life. You come yeah, to New Jersey, buddy. Snow again. Um, and the all world, right. all, all right, of Texas. Let me, let me just stop you right there. I know, I know what Texas got, and I know that they were poorly equipped to handle it. They were, but those 100%. were not storms. Those were not storms. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was, I was shopping, I was grocery shopping for my meal prep when, when our governor said, "We are in a state of emergency," and it was like a herd of people, like a zombie apocalypse of people, came into the store and yep. cleared the whole store out. And I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Yep. Dude, that's that's, Jer- that's New Jersey every other weekend in, <laughs> in the snow. <laughs> like every time there's a threat of anything, people just go and it's ridiculous. It's insane. Hundred percent. We were we were out of toilet paper for a while again. I don't know why out of a, all the snowstorm. You know, I understand we couldn't drive anywhere, but where I'm from in San Antonio, everything was kind of open. Eight, you know, we have a store called HB that was open, but when you know we're in Austin or you know Dallas, a lot of people were like. I don't know. We're all closed. We don't have any power, but we're all closed. Well, yeah, that's the thing. The power, the power outage is what you had that to worry was, about. It wasn't the, the was amount of snow, it was the, you know, the capability of getting places and, and doing things. Yeah, the the power would sh- come on for like maybe an hour, two hours tops, and then you'd be out of it for like another eight to ten. Yes. I don't understand that's the toilet fair. paper thing. Are people afraid they're gonna like shit their pants all day? I don't know. I don't. I didn't understand that either. It's like, why? I don't know. You take a shit. There's no toilet paper. You just take a shower. (laughs) There's a couple ditches. I don't know. Whatever people want to do. Are there towels? I mean, people have towels. I don't know. Yeah, you got towels. Clean it up. (laughs) Fucking weirdos. Well, Red, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope we conveyed uh the red davis brand properly. Uh at red underscore davis underscore on Twitter. Give him a follow. As the world starts to open up, you will hear this man's name talked about, uh, and you can proudly tell your friends that you hear, heard it here first on the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast, and you follow Red right at the beginning. You're with him since day one, uh, and then you'd be doing that day one-ish or something. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying yeah, anymore. Yeah, if anybody's with me from day one, I guarantee you I will not let you down, and anybody that steps into the ring with Red Davis is going to be a victim. And people have probably heard this quote before, but victims – Aren't we all? <laughs> Red, thank you so much. It was an absolute Thanks, pleasure. We will talk again soon. When the world starts to open up and you start to get out there again, we'd love you have you, uh, love to have you back on. Yeah, I'd love to be on. Thank you guys for this opportunity. It was nice talking to all you guys. Awesome. You guys are you guys are awesome. Funny as hell. <laughs> Great podcast. So thank you guys again. You guys rock. Red, thank you so much. Red Davis, again, at Red underscore Davis underscore on the Twitter machine. Make sure you're following him. Keep tabs on him. He's going to blow up um, in 2021 once the world starts to open up. Red, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your night, friend. Thank guys. Y'all too. Thanks, Red. All right. Red Davis. Red Davis. Yeah. Dude, he's got – you can just tell just in this, like, like weird Zoom setting, he's got a good look. He's got the personality. He's got – he, he said all the right things in terms of what he learned and what he wants to do and what he doesn't want to do. And, uh, it's only a matter of time before we see this guy on, on darker elevation. I feel like. I agree a hundred percent. I'm excited to see when the world opens up uh, and he starts going again, what he can do. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. You want to talk more about the repo man? Cause I could argue about the repo man all night. What do you want? I'll, I'll do. Don't threaten me with a good time. 
We got so much to cover. We got it. We're gonna come back. We're gonna take a little break. Ski. I gotta pee. I gotta get another tea. We're gonna talk impact rebellion. Uh, I may have joined uh, Kevin's side of a certain conversation that we've been having back and forth for the last couple months. Uh, we're gonna go over picks. Uh, I ate a whole dick sandwich this last night. <laughs> Like a whole, yeah. like not even like a little, like a foot yeah. long, a special. I ate hard. Um, yeah. You got extra meat on that sandwich. Oh, did I ever? Holy <laughs> shit. Uh, we got new champions. We got debuts. We got returns. We got fucking new champions in New Japan. We got Booger Eater getting his ass beat on NWA. Fucking jerk off King Mo is on MLW. Maybe turn that shit off. We could talk some AEW. We could do that all more. Uh, all more. All all that all I'm, that and more. I'm having a stroke. Don't shake your head at me, Tony. Tony wants to go to the Thunderdome. Guys, we're coming back right after this. We know you love shopping at Amazon, and we also know you love listening to The Shining Wizards. That's why you're hearing this commercial right now. But were you aware that you could combine the two, do all your shopping, and support the show at the same time? Well, of course you can. Instead of going to Amazon.com, go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and make your purchases the way you normally would. You're going to get the same great low prices, and a portion of whatever you purchase is going to go to support The Shining Wizards. How great is that? You, by purchasing anything that you normally would anyway, is going to support us. That's a win-win in my book. So from now on, when you shop at Amazon, go to amazon.shiningwizards.com or click the banner on our website and do all of your shopping with the Shining Wizards. Because of the obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens and because of the crisis which is even now developing, this radio station will remain on the air day and night. This station and hundreds of other radio and TV stations throughout this part of the country are pooling their resources through an emergency network hookup to keep you informed of all developments. Horns up, everyone. When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure every Friday to check out Radioactive Metal. Radioactive Metal is one of the longest-running podcasts on the interweb. And every week we bring you a fist full of metal, including interviews with all your favorite artists, discuss all the metal news, and feature the best tunes on the air today. So grab a Lemmy, join your cool Uncle Snowy and co-host Aaron in the pit. Your recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact player Phil Rea and the Portuguese Man of War Choppy for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Live every week on RantEMRadio.com. Get all our episodes over at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Audio Boom, Google Play, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, and TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your hosts of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. 
And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network. And join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. What's up, wrestling fans? You want something awesome? Check out Wrestling Night in Canada here on the Shining Wizards Network, where three Canadian metalheads uniting for the love of pro wrestling. Every episode, we go over all the latest news and special events with the odd, unique interview as well. So grab a cold one and check out Wrestling Night in Canada, eh? Are you tired of being uninformed? Together, we can change all of that. Experience a podcast like you've never heard before. You'll gain knowledge, have some laughs, because we believe this is the last AEW podcast you'll ever need. Join us every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. on RantEMRadio.com and Facebook Live. We can also be found on all major podcast forums as part of the Shining Wizards Network. So stop listening to inferior AEW podcasts and bring a new podcast into your life by joining us. Join the Mark Warner Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Mark Order Pod and on Facebook.com slash Mark Order Pod. Don't forget to tag us on social media and use hashtag join the Mark Order because if you don't find us, we will find you. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, that. same mother and father. Right. We share the room. Share the room. We share the room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go way there. back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Roadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, no, yeah. Well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW. And if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Yeah, hey, no, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C, we spell it with a K. Sorry, Mike. Take it easy. We're back, okay? Well, called in the natural. We're going to take this time to thank those that support us over at our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. For as little as $1 a month, you can support the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. My opinion, if it matters to you at all, $3 a month is the best value. Not only do you get mentioned every week on the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, uh, on shows that feature guests like Dave LaGreca, Thunder Rosa, Henry Godwin, 
Josh Woods, Hot Sauce Tracy Williams, Michael Bennett, Tombstone Jesus, and Red Davis. You also get three bonus shows a month. A watch-along, which Tony did to the Arkansas Hogpen match. You get a bonus profile episode, which we did for Zack Ryder. And you get a bonus uh, pay-per-view show where we break down uh, a pay-per-view. And this month's pay-per-view was TNA Final Resolution 2009. For $3 a month, you get all that. It's, it's probably like four hours worth of bonus content. Uh, and we are happy to provide that for you. So if you like what you're listening to, go over to patreon.com slash wizardspodcast and support the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. We're going to thank those that support us right now. We're going to start with Roll, R-O-L, my man Roll. Don't know who you are, don't know where you are, but I appreciate your support. All three of us do. Uh, Brendan Haney. Brendan said I said his name right. And he had the Gummy Bears theme song stuck in his head last week. So we're doing something right. Uh, Carrie Cowling. She's a uh, world traveled, uh, meeting up with the Mott Spock at wrestling shows in Milwaukee, which is awesome. Mott Spock also support of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, uh, the Bergman, the LeBron James of Mattel Elite Figure Collecting, and he just picked up the latest uh, Danhausen shirt. Too hot, too spicy, too evil. I don't know. He's rocking it because he saw me wearing it. Danhausen got retweeted by The Rock for promoting that energy drink. The Rock. The Rockhausen. Yeah, when he made the video and all of a sudden he was dressed like The Rock, like that picture from the 90s. With oh, the- nice. With the chain and the fanny pack? Yep. Uh, Matthew Birch, the true Prince of Pro. He was in the Facebook chat before chatting it up. Uh, David Henry Bauer III, his pal Antonio Horseman, makes experimental music at harvestmanrecords.bandcamp.com. Michael Hammond. Jay Cop, the big cop of punk from the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Uh, Kenny Hawsey, the Scotch Drinkmore, our Yoshi expert in the old... Shining uh, Wizards Discord. Mark Parloni. Mark, happy birthday, as always. Uh, Christine Friesendorf. Maddie Mellinger. Matt Garifo. No relationship to the K. JG. Catherine Hensler over at ondeckic.com. Check her out. She also hosts several other podcasts. Pick a vinyl. Mark Order Podcast. What's good, re- what's good with KG? And she's doing something for the draft this Thursday. So uh, I don't know. I don't even know why I said that. Uh, Brett Simonello. What do you hear? What do you say? Uh, Ryan Schlong, uh, Sean Calejo, uh, Sean Toe, uh, Ryan Arthur over at elementary.com, Elementary Brewery in Hackensack. Their brew is everywhere. It was at the local corner store here. It's in West Orange. It's in fucking North Arlington. Check it out. Uh, Anthony and Danny Russin fucking feet off the freaking screen. Tell Anthony me. and Danny Russinello, the AOP of the SWP. Uh, Manny Crazzo, the king of the Shining Wizards, and of course Kathy Hummer, the queen of the Shining Wizards. And this would not be a proper Patreon read if we did not mention, last but certainly not least, Mr. William Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, Kevin. I know what you mean. Hey, Matt. Hey, Kevin. I got to do something. I got to do a little mea culpa here. And it'll only take two seconds. But I just got to... Uh, I, last week was a bad ending of the show for me. So I want to apologize to Kate and Anthony who called in. And I was a complete jerk and weirdo. And I don't even remember it. But I haven't been able to listen back. So I just want to apologize to Anthony and Kate of the... The Mark Water. That's it. I had to get out of the way, otherwise I wouldn't be able to live with myself. So there's that. 
Well, Kevin, I'm sure they appreciate that. And I'm happy that you can now live with yourself. Oh, God, it was eating me up inside. I tried to call in on Wednesday, but I don't know if I got through or not. Uh, I didn't see it. It uh, I may have not have been logged in yet. It shows up at the top. It'll say, do you want to admit Kevin? And if I saw it, I probably would have hit the yes button. Well, anyway, just wanted to, that was, that was the bad, it was a lot of Jameson. So I apologize. Well, I wish I had a reason for sucking shit at my picks this week. Oh boy. Want to apologize for that? There's no, I, I, the only person I owe an apology to is myself. And everyone else who has faith in you. (sighs) Well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, if you have faith in me, uh, thank you. Uh, but I am letting you down now. There's, we're only in April. We still got eight more months of this shit to go. Um, and I'm going to make a triumphant comeback. Uh, I am 13 games behind Kevin. 13. Dan Marino. Lucky number 13. Uh, Kevin is six games ahead of Tony. Uh, going into this pay-per-view... Uh, I was feeling pretty good about myself. I thought I could make up a couple picks here. Uh, not so much, and we'll get into the picks and whatnot. But, Kevin, as someone who watches Impact on the regular, let's. I want to hear your thoughts on the pay-per-view. Uh, absolutely fantastic. I, th- I mean, that's, that's no surprise coming from a guy who, when you are invested so much every single week, that opinion is probably going to stay the same unless there's something that like really upsets me. And nothing on this show really upset me. Um, I, I thought maybe the main event, which was which was the reason why everyone pretty much watched the show, unification of, of the impact. And you can say if you want to include the TNA championship, that's fine. If you want to go Ultimo Dragon style, Tony, where championships that don't really mean anything are included in terms of a belt collector, that's fine. But it was basically impact and AEW championships. You know the match. The, the match was fine. I it, I enjoyed it. I, I, oh God, this is tough for me to say. There were parts that didn't seem like they clicked well. Kenny Omega and Rich Swan. I, I don't know if you guys watched it, but it it didn't seem like there there were certain points where, that didn't click well. But other than that, absolutely fantastic show. Um, every match told a story. And if I in in terms of the picks, if there was one that I could have back, listen, I picked the Good Brothers all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. I would pick them to beat Finn Juice in this match all the time, but I would love to have the Rachel Ellering versus Fire and Flavor match back because I really thought in my gut that Ellering and Jordan Grace were going to win that match. So, I mean, Violent by Design, we saw uh, in that eight man, we saw the, the return or the debut actually of of uh, William Mo- or W Morrissey, which is you know Big Kaz Kaz XL looks incredible. If I had known he was joining that team, I would not have picked the faces. Yeah, and that's fair. And no, I, no one really knew. I, I felt like people kind of knew that Eric Young was hurt, so I felt that, so that he definitely wasn't going to be involved in the match. So now, if so, say it was somebody else, like would you would you have? See, I don't. I'm not clear on because I know when Eric Young tore his ACL. He still proceeded to work the rest of the tapings, and I don't know if – I didn't know the timeline. I didn't know if those tapings included this show or if this show last night started the new set of tapings for Impact. Good question. 
I don't, uh, I, don't know that, I don't know that either. I like for some reason, as as I'm so naive, I still thought that this was live. See, so I don't know. It could have been live too. I don't know. When I, I saw Big was, Ca- Cass was, come I out, think... uh, I was like, "This." I said, "Motherfucker!" If I'd known he was going to be in this match, I wouldn't have picked the other team. Yeah, it's uh, and I was I, I was going back and forth on this one too, like because you know usually when Eric Young beat Eddie Edwards on Impact going like into this match, so normally traditional wrestling is he goes over on the go home baby face has got to go over on you know on the pay-per-view match but that's again always flawed always it's never a guarantee so the fact that uh w morrissey came in uh it was was incredible matt do we have the exact results for picks for this match uh so kevin you went six and two the only two matches you lost were the good brothers and fire and flavor yeah Tony went five and three. He also lost the Good Brothers, Fire and Flava, and he took Matt Cardona. Yeah, that that's the one I would have taken back. I I had I had Myers, and I'm like, you know what? If they want to extend this, they gotta give Cardona the win here, but that was a fucking that was a big baffo on my part. Wish I uh, took that back. And then I went three and five. Um What wait what? Well, sorry, what? Alright, so you lost Fire and Flava, Good Brothers. Face uh, eight man and let me see, let me see. Uh, not the women's title match. I lost Cardona. Oh, Cardona. And I lost the Sammy Trey Miguel match. You picked Sammy. <laughs> I did. Oh, I boy. did. I. I thought there was gonna. First of all, I have a couple issues. I feel like every Sammy Callahan match at the pay per view is always like a last man standing death match. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the fucking Kevin, I'm with you. I know a couple weeks ago I was all in on Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown. Holy shit, are they fucking atrocious. Yeah. Matt, were you happy to see Mauro Ronaldo back? Uh, you know what? I was. He didn't hit me with a Mamma Mia. He was fucking great. He brought a big fight feel to the match. Uh, the other thing that, that Impact needs to work on, the fucking cameras. Who's ever in charge of producing? They got to fucking stop, bro. They were missing shit. They were shooting the fucking ground. They were missing spots. It was, yeah, not pretty. And that and that shouldn't be too hard to do when there's nobody in the building and <laughs> you, it really should only be like three angles, right? I mean, I'm no I'm no producer. I'm not gonna even claim that I am, but it, it shouldn't be that hard when you have no one in the building to be able to, and if you're taping, then to be able to handle it. I mean, if it was live, I honestly don't know if it was live or not. Just really weird to say. I don't. But, I don't think it was live. I'll tell you what my favorite match. Was. I'll tell you what my favorite match was. It might surprise a lot of people. Virtuosa and and, uh, and uh, Tennille yeah. Dashwood. That was a great match. That was a fantastic match. I don't know shit about this chick that came out afterwards, but the match was awesome. Wait, who came out afterwards? Ta- Taylor Wild. Oh, Taylor Wild. She's back. She's she's a uh, she's been. Oh yeah, that was that was touted. That she was going to show up. Uh, she's been in TNA before. Yeah, she was like they said that she was the original. She was the inaugural TNA Women's Tag Champion. Yeah. She's a former Knockouts Champion. Yep. I don't know who the fuck she is. Taylor Wait, Wilde, it was actually a pretty big deal. Didn't she show up on NWA Power a couple weeks ago? Or am I thinking of somebody else? She's been on Dynamite. Not Dynamite. She's been on Dark, I think. Or some of those shows. Tony, you're sure. thinking. Or maybe it's NWA. Maybe. I don't know. Who sat in on commentary? But it's a pretty big. It's a pretty big deal if you if you're a historian of TNA and, and Impact. 
was it commentary for the pay-per-view? I thought I thought she came out and she had words with somebody. Maybe it was Camille, maybe it was Thunder Rosa. I can't remember. It was definitely somebody showing Tony, what, what, Tony, the forbidden door has been open to all of these companies. So it could have been one. It could have been the other. It could have been both. Uh, Tony, we're thinking of Taryn Terrell. Oh, oh that, yeah. yeah. Right, get out of here, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the commentary was bad. The, the commentary during the Sammy Callahan Trey Miguel match may have been the worst commentary. Yes, I burped in the middle of the sentence. <laughs> may have been the worst commentary I've ever heard. So I started my pay per view late. Uh, Anthony and Kate were supposed to come over. Anthony got tied up, so Kate came up. We started at like 10 o'clock. So I stayed off the fucking spoilers. I didn't see anything. And we watched this, and I was like... Like, when the fuck... They bring out the fucking case. They're like, this is supposed... This keeps tech... This keeps technology safe. These cases are so thick. And they open it, and there's like a fucking wrench and a chain in it. And they were like, this is the most brutal thing we've ever seen. I'm like, no, this is... You guys are sucking shit right now. I don't I don't hate D'Lo... As much as I hate Striker, but D'Lo is, it's, I, it, I never thought I'd ever, and I'm a Josh Matthews fan from like Tough Enough and all of that stuff and his, and his time in WWE. I never thought that I'd miss Josh Matthews. I knew, I knew from day one that I'd miss Madison Rain just because she was really good. But God, this is just, it's just not good. Matt, Striker. Listen, I know you're you know way more about wrestling in one finger than I know in my entire body. Shut the fuck up. What is his uh what is his catchphrase, Kev? Our sport. Our sport. Our sport. He's done more for our sport. 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 Man down by the river. Kate could not stop pointing that out every time he said our sport thanks to you kev because it really it was a craw on her side too she was not happy the commentary was atrocious it's bad it's and it doesn't it shouldn't take away from what the actual action is for the show but it does it so freaking does just shut the fuck up like stop like for a second matt striker stop quoting aristophanes or fucking buddha or fucking the Greek gods of such and such say this and I say that. No, shut the fuck up. It's a fucking headlock. You idiot. Can I tell you what I hated? Okay. I hated that Fire and Flavor lost the tag titles. I also think Rachel Ellering is shaped like a box. All right. Well, that notwithstanding, I think that I would. I really wanted Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering to win this match, and I thought, and I for the, but I was like. You can't do that to the hottest like act that you have right now. It's impact. But I, I the the whole. If you go back to the story of how, you know, Jordan Grace tried so many times with Jazz to win the belts, they didn't. Jazz retires. Rachel Ellering shows up. It's a perfect story for them to win the belts. Um, and it it's something that I, which I'm very happy they did because and they look like a tag team. They look like you know like. You know how much I love Fire and Flavor and how much I love Nevaeh and uh, and Havoc. Nevaeh's gone now. Like now you have this badass Ellering Jordan Grace team that's like like who's gonna beat them? Like maybe Fire Fire and Flavor again, but who's gonna beat those those two? The iconics. 
Ah, did you see? Speaking of that, um, the promo that they ran for Slammiversary, I had I did not put two and two together at all until I read like, you know, the headline, TNA or Impact uh, tease, uh, Slammiversary preview teasing uh, former st- or uh, teasing released talents. So I they. Like, Wait a second, I saw this promo. Yeah, they made a ton of announcements during this promo. They announced that their next uh, Impact Plus special would be called Under Siege on May 15th. Uh, June 12th, they're bringing back Against All Odds, which will be uh, uh, Kevin's birthday is a Saturday this year. Uh, It will be a Impact Plus special. And then Slammiversary will be uh, July. uh, uh, Where is it here? Is that us? Uh, it's returning in July. They didn't give a date. I'm sorry. But during the teaser video, they show they showed Samoa Joe, Chelsea Green, Mickey James, Okada, Naito, Great Muda, and they showed Australian and Mexican flags, which led people to think the Elconics and Andrade. Dude, I did not put any of that together. Like I felt it. Like looking back, like, I was like, all right, it's, they're showing a history of same anniversary. Uh, then I'm like, wait a second, they included. Samoa Joe, and tell, like, why would Chelsea Green be in that promo? Yeah, she was great, but is that something that you've ever built your brand around? And I didn't even, I couldn't tell, like, like, yeah, it was Okada and Naito. Dude, is that possible? Do you think that's going to happen, or is that just them clickbaiting us? If you remember what they did last year, Slammiversary, who returned? Eric Young, the Good Brothers, uh, EC3. Uh, and yeah. then that Tuesday right after, Brian Myers made his debut. So, like, the timing... I think the real the money, hear me out, guys. Samoa Joe comes back to Impact and he challenges Kenny Omega, and that's your Slam Anniversary main event. And Kenny Omega loses the Impact title to Samoa Joe. But what about, oh, dude? That's awesome. That'd be insane. And Tony, I'd like to get your thoughts on this. Like, what about like the teasing of Okada Naito? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what any of that means. If, I mean, if you're going to tease Samoa Joe and Chelsea Green and you're teasing them as well, like, could that, like, you're just saying that's like, uh, Tony, would you think that's more, let's get some eyes, or do you think there's any possibility that's going to happen? Kev, the barn door is open. The barn door is open. The hatch, if you will. The forbidden <laughs> hatch is open. The forbidden hatch may be open sooner than later. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's such a, like, it's such an exciting time. Here's my one problem with Impact, though. Watching that pay-per-view last night, and obviously we saw a bunch of new champions. Josh Alexander, the X-Division champion. Yes. Awesome match uh, between him and TJP and Ace Austin. We have the new women's tag team champions, as Kevin mentioned. Uh, and Kenny Omega walked out as the Impact world champion. I just don't see... Like, we, we were... I think we were on the same page with Rich Swan. Like... Eh, do we buy him as the Impact World Champion? Not really. We think Moose was maybe suited better for that role. But now, like, you look at the roster and they have a fucking amazing roster. But who's going to beat fucking Kenny Omega for that title? It's, uh, to your point? You can I either mean, make a star I, I can, I can or... Make you... a case, I can make a case for Moose. I'm sorry, Tony, what? That was me. Oh, sorry, Matt. <laughs> I can make a case for Moose. Yes, I look, It's I think... I, in my opinion, your options are Moose or returning Samoa Joe. Again, super talented roster, but nobody on that roster like pops off unless like something happens with like like Big Cass 
like where yeah. they turn him face, and he's like, he looked fucking like a million bucks last night, but well, no one really knows what he is because he like if you remember like at the end of the match, Violent by Devon, by Design was all the way on the ramp, and he was in the ring by himself. Yeah, he was so hired. Is he, te- is he technically in Violent by Design or not? If he's not, I would love to see him and Joe Doran go to head to head. You know what? I would like to see a lot more Joe Doring solo. I agree with you, and that's why I was a little. That's why I don't think Cass, uh, unless Cat or, or Morrissey joins and Doring's out, like you can't have two. You can't have those two guys on the same squad, can you? I mean, you can't. You can if it plays in the storyline. Like Eric Young is hurt, so he obviously can't wrestle for X amount of months. So you bring them in, and then maybe they have a power struggle at the top. Uh, and, and then when Eric Young Doring returns, doesn't talk. no, he doesn't. And he always looks like he smells like like he always looks like he's smelling like a plate of shit. A chili's bathroom. <laughs> and here's yeah. a here's super super uh dark horse for someone to beat Kenny Omega, Jake something. Yeah. That'd be like a like yeah. if you want to make like a real superstar and really like have like a bust out guy, but that's he's down the pecking order. Yeah, and it's tough. It's tough to build an impact, I guess, if that makes any sense. Just because, like, like he would have to do it on, like, AEW for you to, like, even though I think they did, like, a million buys, if I'm not mistaken. I thought I read that somewhere, that this pay-per-view did a million buys. I haven't seen anything yet, but that's, I mean, I'd love to see the, the buys when it comes out. Which absolutely makes no sense to me. Right, Tony. That makes absolutely no sense. Maybe, maybe a hundred thousand buys. Maybe did wrestle no, no, because the fucking revolution did like a hundred fifty thousand buys. Dummy, 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 dumbest thing I've ever said in my life. I thought I saw it. That's why. I, that's the only reason why I mentioned it. I thought uh, I saw it. I like the main event. I like that there were everyone was at ringside and there was no interference. Yeah. And what made me really nervous is when they announced the two referees. The double refs. I was like, what the fuck? And then, like, they were both in the ring to start the match. I'm like, they're not going to be in the fucking ring, are they? And then, uh, then went up, of course, when Aubrey Edwards took the chair out of Kenny Omega's hands to show that she was definitely playing it down the middle. And, uh, yeah, listen, I'm not going to say anything bad about the match. I thought it was a little clunky at, at points, but what the fuck do I know? You know what I mean? So, well, there were those two top rope spots where Kenny Omega almost died twice. Yeah. Which, yeah. And Rich, yeah. And Rich Juan was like on his shoulder and like, yeah, I don't know yeah, what they like, were trying to do, but yeah. it didn't, it didn't look but, great. But overall, I really enjoyed the pay-per-view again. I thought the commentary was atrocious and production with like you, if, if you're no, standing it, near it, Don Callis and he's going to jump in the fucking ring, like you got to move. You can't have him jump in front of the goddamn camera and just have a black screen. I didn't pay <laughs> fucking $40 to see fucking the fibers on Don Callis' suit jacket or the fucking floor for that matter. Or if you'd have the camera on fucking TJP when there's a spot yeah. going on in the yeah, ring. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, it wasn't like a one-time thing. It was like every fucking match all night. They were missing shit. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. I mean, I'm not Real on your side, isn't it? It was frustrating. A little spoon in your porridge. But uh, Impact is now Thursday nights. Kenny Omega is the Impact World Champion. Uh, he's now, got the that. He's got catch, the TNA. Off, I, I don't think we gave the actual match between my two dear good friends, Matt oh. Cardona and Brian Myers, enough credit. I think Kevin, that match was really good. How did you pick that match? Oh, Cardona's a baby face. You got to root for the good guys, right? Don't you? 
Yeah, but you didn't pick Cardona. You picked Brian Myers. Oh, because I'm a smart guy. Brian, Brian Myers is under contract. Cardona's not. They're building Brian Myers. I'm Brian call. Myers is going to be... I wouldn't... I wouldn't... Leave him out of the conversation. I want to see text messages. I want to see Facebook Messenger. Kevin, you collusion. Tony, I'm calling collusion now. He had the inside track on the Brian Myers match. No, he... No, he, no, he didn't. Kevin reached out. He said, "Bro, give me. I'll put over whatever you want. I'll wear all my mark mark the the mark order podcast merch. The major pod. I'll wear all the major pods. I'll I'll sign up to the highest tier of Patreon. Just tell me. Tell me what the who wins. Do you win or does Matt win? What's the story here? It, it just makes sense. First of all, he's a Scott Demore guy. Who is he's a Tommy Dreamer guy? And so is Cardona, but Cardona's not under contract. Brian is. So, and Brian, like, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't cut him out of the loop of of being in your main events soon because they're clearly they're building him and building him the right way. So would I be shocked if I see Kenny Omega, Brian Myers on Impact or AEW in six months? No. Tomorrow? Yes. But I'm telling you, they got plans for him. Interesting. I liked how uh, the Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona, uh, his injury, he, he made that look really good. Yeah, it was that was story. To, that, and that's what you had to do in that kind of situation because it played on the friendship. It played on like what they've been through where, all right, well, you know, help you up. Nope. No. Sorry. Let me, Kevin, let me ask you. What the fuck was he wearing to the ring, Matt Cardona? Was that like right. the nasty boys in the Legion of Doom had a retarded baby and he decided no, to wear it I'll to the ring? What I th- I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I think it was. I think it was definitely Nasty Boys because he loves splatter paint. And uh, I think it was uh, one of those Ninja Turtle movie big bad guys, Tokar, the, the turtle with the horns. He's a big turtle guy, too. I think that's what it I, I don't know. I think that's what it was. I think he had like Tokar and Razor or whatever the fuck it was, like horns on his shoulders. But listen, he wasn't the only one. So, didn't somebody else, they didn't like Trey Miguel will have like horns on his fucking denim vest too. Um, maybe. Pretty sure uh, it was. Uh, I just found a uh, little news. Kenny Omega will be wrestling at Impact's Under Siege on May fifteenth. So, it doesn't say against who, but he will be wrestling on May fifteenth. So, be sure to Follow tune in there. I don't know. Just that out there. I think overall Impact. I give it a B plus. Uh, the commentary really, really. Anger, aggravated the shit out of me. The matches were good. The Sammy Trey Miguel match wasn't terrible. It was um, some rough, some rough. There stuff. was some rough spot. I think it would have played. That's a match where I'm like, if there was a crowd here, I think Trey's being the underdog would have played better in front of a live crowd. It was probably one of the better stories that they've told over the over the last few months, though. Just that things just didn't work out. Like the table, like uh, the, the table that didn't break. You know, yeah. whatever that happens, it's wrestling. I mean. If you believe, if you're watching it and believing it, it's real, then real stuff happens. Still so. real to me, damn it. That's right. Oh, uh, man, I'm burping. Oh, good, 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 God bless you, sir. Uh, Tony, I know you didn't get to watch Impact because you still have to watch uh, Mortal Kombat. Um, Tony, what did you think of whatever you watched? Yeah, let's talk about some NWA because I watched NWA today. T-Donk? Okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk NWA, baby. 
dude, book. What's Booger Eater doing? Is this Booger Eater's on a collision course with Nick Aldis, sir? Are you not following the story? We are. Is this what we're getting though? At uh, at when well, our shadows fall on Sunday, June sixth. I hope so. I hope so. So bad. I want Booger Eater to win the big one. I really do. He's calling out Chris Chris Adonis. The Nick Aldis is coming out, uh, and then they make this weird like packed like. I'm going to put on an exhibition tonight because people don't want to see you because you're fucking gross and you eat boogers. So I'm going to put on an exhibition tonight. And as long as you don't come to the ring, maybe, yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't understand what Nick Aldis was trying to accomplish by this. And of course, uh, question for, for those, for those of, us, uh, of us or audience not familiar with the booger eater, that is. That would be Trevor Murdoch. Okay, Matt calls him the booger eater, so Matt's going to explain that to him. Trevor, I call Trevor Murdoch the booger eater because he looks like he eats boogers. And I think you made a reference once that some of these kids eat boogers. Yes. In a promo. Maybe maybe he's just maybe he's just digging for gold. Yeah. And he's eating it, Kevin. It ain't no good if you dig for it and then you eat it. Of course it is. It's like putting in the bank. That's disgusting. No, because then it comes out eventually. No, or the boogers stick inside of you. Do you not digest your boogers? Ooh, imagine you got like booger stalagmites and stalactites in your intestines. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I I can't, Tony. I can't buy into this. I like it a lot. I don't understand what Nick Aldis was trying to accomplish with this whole stay away from the ring thing, but I'm digging it, bro. I'm digging it. It's very like old school NWA mid south. Like I don't think Trevor Murdoch stands a chance against Nick Aldis. Yeah, you never know. Never say never. Maybe look, Nick Aldis said it two weeks ago where nobody's place is safe in strictly business. Maybe Nick Aldis's place isn't safe in strictly business. But look, with all due respect to Thomas Latimer and Chris Adonis and Camille. You can't have strictly business without Nick Aldis. Oh, can you? No, it's like having the four horsemen without fucking Ric Flair. It sucks. You can't do it. Maybe, maybe there's no more strictly business. Maybe Chris Adonis and Tom Latimer form their own group. But yeah. what, if, what if it's DX without Shawn Michaels? There are a few exceptions. Good point. Uh, can I get another drink? Do you guys care if I go get another drink? Uh, yeah, what do you want? Yeah. I'll get it for you. i got to run down to the fridge. <laughs> go for it. All, all right, right. So, well, Tony, you're going to have to fill me in on all things NWA power. I will tell you this. In the, in the time it takes me to run downstairs, I loved the Slice Boogie promo. I'm a big Slice Boogie guy. Now, does Trevor Murdoch's, does he pick Slice Boogies? No, he <laughs> picks, like, green boogies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So they're full boogies. He doesn't slice them up first before. No, he's a he's a, he's a whole boogie kind of man. Oh God, you gotta be. I mean, if you're gonna be a boogie, you gotta be a whole boogie, right? Of course. Yeah. Why would you slice it? They're just wasteful. Well, Kev, no matter how you slice it, Sal Renaro comes out next, and he's supposed to have a match against the NWA Tag Team Champions. Aaron Stevens and Jared Kratos. There's still a little heat between the two of them. So Sal Renaro says he's got himself a partner who's Ooh. a former, who's a former NWA champion. Didn't say what championship he was, but of course, Sal Renaro comes out by himself with no partner, and he wrestles. He wrestles a little bit. Harley Race. No, he wrestles a little bit oh. with Aaron Stevens on his own. 
And then Jared Kratos gets the tag in, and Kratos is just brutalizing Sal Renaro. Kratso? So much so that commentary is like, what's going on? They need to stop this. Even Aaron Stevens is like, what are you doing? What are you going to uh, do? Eventually, Sal Renaro gets that teammate that he said he had when Tim Storm leaves commentary. Get out. To help him out at ringside, and Sal Renaro gets the quick roll-up on Kratos for the pin. Dude, there's no spot or no like angle I love more that when a, a wrestler doing commentary gets up from the table and comes in and helps or does something in the ring. That's like one of my favorite things of all time. And the fact that they did that, they did that here is ah. Ooh. And it was it was beautiful. Chills, buddy. It's Tim Storm. Oh, They're doing the something with Sal Renaro. And there's the story about the heat between Stevens and Kratos that's growing because Stevens doesn't want to be the bad guy anymore. Stevens is, you know, he wants to be a true wrestler. He wants to be straight and narrow. He wants to be away from the gimmicks and Kratos, Kratos, Kratos just look, fucking wants to destroy people. Good thing. He can't get his fucking gift software working and show me and Matt with our shirts off. Ha ha sucker. Anyway, Jesus, man. So Kratos is a big boy. Who Kratos? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's a, he's a big oh, J.R. Kratos. So. I like this. Uh, I like the spot for Tim Storm. Me too. Me too. It's very interesting stuff. You got the series. Like, I gotta oh, say, and Sal Renaro, the crazy son of a bitch. I never expected. Like, like I, we love Tim Storm. I love Tim Storm. I never expected him to go this far, and still be around. Like, I just didn't see it coming. Like, when when Nick Aldis beat him, right? Nick Aldis is the one that beat him, right? Tony. Correct. Yes. I just like, all right, Tim Storm is, he's kind of going on his way. He's up there in the age, age group or whatever. But dude, they, they, they're dead set on making him a focal point of the show all the time. And it's awesome. I love it. He's so great on commentary. He's unbelievable. Him and Joe Galli are amazing together. And they told a great story with him, like getting aggravated during the match. And the story with, with Aaron Stevens, when Kratos is just pounding Sal Renaro in the corner and Stevens like gets annoyed and like breaks him up. Like it's such a good story. I'm all in on this one, much more than booger eater challenging for the NWA world championship. So Matt, we, while you were getting a beverage, we asked if, if you, if I asked Tony, if he thought that, uh, Trevor Murdoch uh, picked slice boogies. No, I was here for that. Oh, okay, all right, never mind. All right, good, good talk. Uh, Tony, thoughts on this Pope Tyrus uh, thing with Austin Idol? Tyrus has not. He's been in a very low gear in the ring. That being said, these guys fucking cut some great promos. This was fucking awesome. I love this. I don't even care that Austin Idol was there, but Tyrus and the Pope talking man to man back back and forth. Come on, man, that was some good shit. I love this segment. Yeah, I've been down on Tyrus uh, and the Austin Idol connection, but this was great. Both guys, as you said, Tony, cut awesome back and forth promos, and now I'm kind of in. Pope was like, "You need to prove yourself. You." Need to get in line. You need to start getting W's under your belt before I even consider you as an opponent. And then Tyrus just inserts himself in this three-way dance with Matt Cross and the Rocket. Marche Rocket, yeah. Marche Rocket. And fucking Tyrus steals a win. 
played it perfectly. This is where Austin Idol came into play and it actually made sense. He told uh, he told Tyrus when he got shit canned, stay out, hang out here for a minute, pick the spot when uh, Matt Cross thought he had the win and steals it. Perfect. Now he's your new number one contender for the for the uh, TV championship. Unbelievable. I like it. I, I like it a lot. I like it too. And I like uh, to go back to Slice Boogie. I said before I went to get a drink, I love this promo and I like how he's calling out Jack Stane. Do you like do you like him flirting with Mae Valentine there a little bit? I think it like, I think his I think it works with his gimmick. Like his the thing I liked about his promo is it just seems like this is uh Slice Boogie turned up to eleven. Like this is how Slice Boogie is. So I liked it. I liked that, you know, he's still gonna beat your ass, but he's also gonna steal your chick, bro. I don't like the tights yet. I think he needs to change them up a little bit. He's representing that Queens, bro. No, I, I, look, I don't mind representing Queens. I don't mind the Mets colors. I just mind that it looks like fucking pull-up pajamas. Like, it doesn't look like tights. It's I don't weird. know. Well, yeah, I had a problem with fucking Eddie Edwards wearing his pajama jeans last night on this the fucking pay-per-view. They still sell them fucking I don't know. Things. It looks like he's wearing fucking pajamas. Look, just if you're going to wear tights, wear tights. Don't wear fucking tights that look like jeans. Now you look like you're wearing goddamn pajama jeans, okay? What, what do they call them? They used to sell them to the housewives. You've seen. I think they were called fucking pajama jeans. Is that yeah. what they were called? Yeah. And you know <laughs> I, what? I, to go back to the Impact pay per view, you know what else I had a problem with? And this might be, it, this is me being a nitpicking son of a bitch. The fucking referee with the fucking arms, the one black arm sleeve, the compression stop. You're a fucking referee, dickhead. It was super distracting. It's tough to keep slamming your arm on the mat, dude. These well, guys suffer injuries. Well, fucking yeah, work on it, bro. Jesus. It annoyed the shit out of me. No, but I'm with, I'm with Matt on the on the pajama. I mean, for the lack of a... Like, Orange Cassidy wears them. He doesn't wear real jeans. He wears, like... Yeah, he wears, like... Jeans. Yeah, pajama jeans. Look, but Eddie Edwards used to wear fucking tights. Like, he used to be... Now he wears fucking pajama jeans, and he talks to a fucking stick like it's a person. Like, he's Wilson... Fucking castaway. <laughs> this, this whole, this whole like capri tights and tennis shoes vibe is killing me, man. It's uh, and I guess you have to grow and, and adapt to what's new in wrestling, but it's absolutely killing me because he's not like, Kofi Kingston wears them, Eddie Edwards wears them, Swerve warm like. It, I come on, that's not wrestling gear, man. You're not going out to like the mall. Like, come on, put some wrestling gear on. But oh, Eddie Edwards, like, he, he kills me, kills me with that shit. But I guess we have to adapt and evolve, I guess. All right, go on with your talk, boys. Uh, Adonis and Latimer going after the tag titles. That's what they tell May Valentine. Any thoughts yes. on that, T-Dunk? I, I don't know. It's weird. It's like a gap filler. I mean, Adonis with another belt. I get that they want to dominate, but eh, whatever. Uh, I actually really like the next match. I like, I love genocide. I love her look. Uh, and her and Camille, I thought had a really good match. They worked well together. I, again, this is where the commentary shines and this is where you need to pay attention to your commentary team. These guys were telling a great story that Camille never faced anybody her size, like genocide, somebody that can match her for power. And when Camille first got slammed, and she's selling and she's looking around. They made it seem like that much more important. Like Camille's not used to getting slammed. How is she going to react to this? What's going to happen next? 
good stuff. Like you said, I think these guys had a great match. The first spear, maybe she sort of was supposed to go for a second spear, but the first one did look a little like off. So I'm sure that kind of played into it where it's like, all right, she weakened her with a half-assed spear, but then nailed her with a good spear. And that was enough to put her away. So I kind of like that. Um, and then what happens? I don't, I still don't get this whole Thunder Rosa, Melina, everybody getting involved kind of thing. Like what's happening here? I don't know. We have to see how this plays out. I think there's a double cross somewhere in there. So like Melina gets in the ring and starts messing with Camille. And then of course she eats a spear. Then Thunder Rosa comes out and stupid ass fucking velvet skies. Like, Oh, she's defending uh, Melina and Tim storm or Joe Galley. One of them is like, no, she's not. She's just coming out here getting in Camille's face because Camille's a bitch. You know, not that's my words, not theirs. No, oh, I hear you. There's a lot. This is this is a weird story, but we're gonna have to see this play out. And uh, don't forget, our women's champ is sidelined. Serena Deeb should start to emerge, hopefully, before this pay per view, right? Kind of hoping so. Kind of hoping so. It's just it's just weird that your champion is one signed to another company and two not around because she's injured. Yeah. Well, Matt, Yo. I've seen Nick Aldis and Jordan Clearwater wrestle before. And knowing that there wasn't much time left in the episode, I kind of had a feeling something was going to happen, especially with uh, uh, Trevor Murdoch. Please, I'm not please, call him, please call refer him. to him as Booger Eater. If, you, if, you, if, you don't, if you're not comfortable saying Booger Eater, just call him B.E. B.E.? Yeah, B.E. No. Booger Eater. So, um, so Nick Aldis is supposed to have an exhibition match against Jordan Clearwater, who's very talented, B, by the way. I see B, big things for B, him. E, eater. B, uh, B, e, B, e, e, eater. B, eater. B, e, eater. All right. So Nick Aldis is uh, getting ready to wrestle Jordan Clearwater. The bell rings. They lock up. And all of a sudden, Trevor Murdoch, Chris Adonis, Tom Latimer all come through the curtain and start fighting with each other. And it winds up with the match getting thrown out and Murdoch laying face down in the ring and everybody's standing tall over him. I don't know. Why did they beat up Trevor Murdoch? I don't know. The guy's just trying to stand up for himself and stand up for his family. What's well, that's, going on here? you know what? That's what happens. All right. You run your fucking gums and you get put into your place. Right. He's a, first of all, he's got shit for brains. All right. Mm. He got beat up by Chris Adonis. He had to be a fucking, it's 2021. All right. You don't have to be a fucking tough guy. All right. Oh, yeah. You were hurt. You know what you should have done. You should have taken the week off. You should have rested. You could have fuck on home, slept next to your championship, recouped, and then defended your title. But no, he had to be a booger eating fucking redneck and he had to go and he had to try and defend the title. He got smushed. Now he's mad because he made a bad decision. And somehow this is Nick Aldis and Chris Adonis' fault. Shenanigans. Yeah. All right, Booger Eater. He didn't say it was anybody's fault. I just don't know why Nick Aldis is talking so much shit to him. Nick Aldis is asking to fucking lose his title. He's asking for Trevor Murdoch to beat him for the for the championship. Tony, if Trevor Murdoch beats Nick Aldis, I'll never watch the NWA again. Who's that fair to? Like, are you punishing the NWA because you're not going to watch? Yeah, them? I won't give them my hard-earned money because Trevor Murdoch is not fucking NWA World Championship material. He's a boogery and redneck who's just lucky enough that he gets to lace up his boots and get in the ring with greatness that is Nick Aldis of Strictly Business. I don't know, man. Trevor Murdoch kind of reminds me of a uh, spry Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, How I'm... dare you? So, Matt, if, if Trevor Murdoch, a great character, weird 
different look if he's not world championship material in NWA, who is? You know what, Kevin? That's a great question. And it's almost the same boat as Impact. I don't know. I think Trevor Murdoch would be a great world champion. I think you're both drunk. No. <laughs> Do you I mean, want a world championship covered in boogers? And I mean? fucking I buffalo mean, wing I'm, sauce? Because all he does is he looks like he eats buffalo wings and he picks his nose. Did you want a did you want a broken skull belt? Did you want a spinner belt? Maybe maybe it's time for a booger belt. No. Fucking hey, dude, a booger belt. Maybe it's time. How dare you? How dare you put that out into the universe? A booger belt. Did maybe I say I... did I say broken skull belt, by the way? You did. <laughs> skull. Smoking skull, I think you meant to say. Smoking skull belt. There you go. Booger belt. Call it. Let's do it, Tony. Tony, start a petition. Look, I get the story. I like the story. But if Nick Aldis is head and shoulders, okay? He's head and shoulders above Trevor Murdoch. He's got to lose sometime. Yeah, but not the fucking Trevor Murdoch. Why not? Because he eats his boogers. That's why, Kevin. Like, they're fucking uh, Cheetos. He eats them all day. Oh, wow. He's got a lot of boogers, then. I eat, like, three bags of Cheetos a day. Do you guys think... We see Mickey James join Nick Aldis. That's a yeah. I don't see why not at all. Do we have a do we have a storyline built in where we have dissension between Camille and Mickey James? Maybe they have a program together. Yes. Uh, sign me up. But you got to get where the money is. If Impact offers, if I mean I'm going into way deeper, but yes, yeah, sign me up for that 100. percent I know. mean Camille is still pretty green. She could learn a lot from working a program with Mickey James. Yeah. The, the opportunity to work with her husband, NWA, if they give her decent money, yeah, hundred percent. Sign me. Sign, first of all, sign me up wherever Mickey James wants to go. Sign me up for any of that. I'm down for the roast beef sandwich. Word to that, brother. And her country music is pretty good. Hardcore country, baby. And she does, like, po- she like, does a podcast, uh, apparently. Yeah, grown ass woman, motherfuckers. Yeah. I don't know. So that was the NWA. So now. Tony, let's. When our shadows fall, are you? What? What are? What are? These names. Listen, WPC is a very talented, creative, somewhat oh, a yeah. guy. So it is what it is, bro. Just watch the show. I'm like, look, I'm looking forward to it. June sixth. Uh, Wait, shadows fall is the name of the show or name of a tag team? When our shadows fall is the name of the next pay per view. When our shadows. Oh, when our shadows fall. Yes, it also sounds like a metal song, metal band, emo song, whatever. I like it. Well, it's taking place June sixth, four o'clock in the like, afternoon. Oh, I, lo- I, dude, I love it. You know what it is? I'll tell you why. Because when our shadows fall means we're no longer going to be in anyone's shadow because our shadows are falling, and now we're going to be, we're NWA baby, where our shadows are falling. Oh, I love it. That makes no sense, but I love it. It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens. And if anyone new introduces themselves into the NWA. There's got to be. All right. So we talk about, I don't think we have, but the, the roster cuts at WWE made. If you can picture anyone there, who would it be? Um, Tucker. Yes. And Bo 100%. Dallas. Both. 100%. 100%. T-Donk? I'm thinking just Mickey James. I mean, I don't know. Tucker, Bo Dallas. Probably Bo Dallas more. 
Dude, I think Tucker. I, I, I'd agree with Bo Dallas. I'm not sure about Tucker. Dude, I thought Tucker was going to have. Once he got away from Otis far far enough, I thought he was going to like bounce back in WWE like nobody's business. Really? And, dude, he's dude. He's Tucker has. If you can get him away from that stupid name, first of all, if you can just stop calling him Tucky or Tucker and repackage and give him enough time off, then yes, Tucker I thought could have been. Big time guy in 2022. 100% a big time guy in 2021, 2022. I don't know. It's a hard pass for me. Well, because you're only, you're conditioned to know him for what he was. No, sir. He I don't was know. a sidekick. To... That's all he ever was. That's all they ever saw him as. Except for in NXT. Dude, the guy was like training people. The guy, they brought him over to, uh, the, you know, the greatest Royal Rumble or whatever that Saudi show was. They brought him over. He's a big guy, long hair, beard. He's good. Listen, first of all, he'll be back, by the way. Okay. Not anytime soon, but he'll be back. Right. Back in the WWE? Oh, yeah. If he doesn't pick up somewhere else, and he will. You know who shouldn't be yeah. back He's young in, a, in a wrestling ring? Oh! Fucking King Mo. And fucking Dan Lambert. Bro, they're still going with this fucking low-key bullshit. I know King Mo is pretty terrible. Are you fucking... This fucking martyr kid, like, I love the name, and have we seen him before? But, yeah, this was fucking dog shit, dude. The match was the drizzling shits because it was a squash match, and that's what it's supposed to be. The post-match... No, 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 no. It wasn't the drizzling shits because it was a squash match. It was just fucking horrid. Yes, and then the post-match bullshit with Dan Lambert, and they're still calling out Loki. Are you fucking kidding me? Are we really going to try and run a two-year program with fucking Loki and King Mo? Are you fucking serious? Only The only thing I have to say about that is they need a rubber match, and that's what they're going to go Oh, my with. God. Is it going to go more than fucking two minutes? Are you fucking serious? Maybe it doesn't this time. I'm hopeful. I don't have high hopes, but I'm hoping number one, low key at least get something like decent out of them, and two that this is finally it when it happens. If there's a third match, I'm going to light my pubes on fire. No, you're not. Oh no, like, I'm going to stop watching NWA. Hundred percent. I will light my pubes on fire if fucking I have to sit through another King Mo low key match. Please film that as a Patreon exclusive. Please. How do I cover my schwans? You don't. Just fucking let it hang, bro. If you have no problem lighting your pubes on fire, you ain't got no worries about shit. Maybe I'll do like chili pepper style, put a sock on it. No. Leave it leave it exposed because to put the fire out, you could just fucking flap it up and down. No, what if it burns it, man? No, you give yourself like a little like a wiggle wiggle wiggle. Because I'm not using the Manscaped anymore because they ain't paying me, so I don't give a fuck. I, this shit looks like the jungle. Yeah, fuck that. Oh, I use, I use Manscaped off. Hey, when you take your pants down to fucking light them on fire, can you play Tarzan, boy? Because it's like the jungle? Yes, absolutely. You got you to gotta ask TK for the rights to that one. No, I anyway, don't. Anyway, can we talk MLW, please? I yes. want to get through this. Rocky Romero beats Gino Medino. I like this match. Gino Medino's on a losing streak, though. I know, and they made sure to mention that to get that across on commentary. Like the commentary team on this show, too, by the way. Like it a lot. Um, if Alicia, too, comes out with a, um, uh, hey, that's a hammer dick t-shirt, I'm buying it 100%. 
I know. What would you think of that? That was kind of weird. No, there's it like was weird. weird thing with it was weird, but it was funny because there's that weird synergy between Alicia and Richard Holiday, and he's got like this great idea for this theme park, and he doesn't see the fact that he made his penis a giant hammer, but she's looking at his penis, and she knows that shit's a hammer. What do you what do you think of this turn in her character? Like you said, it started with Holiday, but it seems to be like. When she talks to Selena, she gets pissed off at her. When she talks to Holiday, she gives him shit. Well, now she's talking to Hammerstone, talking about his schwans. Like, Alicia Toots kind of like getting a little more uh, assertive. Yeah, yeah, of course. You got to look, it's the wrestling business. You got to have a little, a little, uh, a little fire in your belly. You can't just let everybody walk all over you. And I mean, she's not turning into uh, Sheeta by any means, but she she got a little thirsty there on the social media, posting these pics of herself laying around and stuff. Well, she ain't stupid. I mean, that's how you get the likes and the follows, bro. Fair enough. Girl power. That's Trey anyway, Miguel's. That's Trey Miguel's girl. Matt, your yes. favorite tag team trios comes up next with oh, another Spanish these, interview. What these, do you think of L.A. Park and Los they Park? They fucking suck. They suck a fucking. Taco filled with fucking duck cum. All right, get out of here. Oh you my suck. God. What? I don't so, even. Can a duck cum? If you call it nicely. <laughs> uh, I don't know. They're mad at fucking Selena De La Renta now. But yeah, then, Selena's in some trouble with El Jefe, huh? Yeah, she's like very like submissive now to fucking uh the, she's like, Okay, whatever you need, whatever you want, I'll do my best. She like looks very distraught. She's not very good at acting like she's like being yelled at. Fuck yeah, the fucking parks. They suck. He's very good at doing the yelling, and 100% the parks suck. I wish they would take the tag belts off of them. Putting it on them to begin with was a fucking terrible idea, and their matches have just been god-awful. God-awful. Dude, L.A. Park had a great match against um, against Fatu for the championship. Right. Last and Selena year. got speared through the table. It was a fucking great match. Now with the kids? Ugh, it's all fucking just gimmick nonsense. Can I tell you who I am have zero interest in whatsoever? Tony, is there a top ten this week? There is. Oh, you didn't, Kev. Don't put the cart before the horse, Kev. We're getting there. <laughs> I got you in mind, son. Don't worry about okay, it. Okay, sorry, 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 sorry. No, no, we're good. Sorry. Who can't sorry, you? Sorry, let me sorry. guess. You can't stand Leo Rush. I don't. I don't get it. He's just trying to be cocky. No, like, I get it. Like, but I'm just like, I think it's like. It's too. It's because he's everywhere. He's on New Japan Strong. He's on MLW. He's on GCW. Like he's literally every fucking promotion. And, and I'm not taking away from his talent. He's very talented. I'm just like enough. I don't. Like I hope whoa, fucking whoa, whoa, Myron whoa. Reed takes the title from him. Wait, wait. So you don't mind that Kenny Omega's working all these promotions? You don't mind that Good Brothers are working all these promotions? You don't mind that fucking, uh, fucking Moxley's showing up at all these other promotions? But fucking Leo Rush bothers you? Yeah, like, I don't know. There's something about him. I find him very fucking annoying. I know why. I'm not gonna say it. No, no, no. Don't even try it. <laughs> don't even try it. All right. It's not his rapping. I just We're don't not- like him. All right. I like some. I like some tribe called Quest. I like some Biggie. I don't like Leo Rush. R.I.P. Shock G. By the way, Digital Underground. Yeah, the, with the fake nose. Yeah. It'll tickle your rear. <laughs> rear. 
the way, I'm, I'm sure I've told I'm sure I've told this story before. I did not know that Shock G was Humpty Hump forever. I only found that shit out in the past couple of years. I had no idea it was the same fucking person. You ever seen Nothing But Trouble? The Absolutely. Yes. Movie? They were there side by side. How would you yeah, think same, that it was the same person? Movie magic, same bro. Same songs on that soundtrack. That's right. <sighs> Good pull, Kev. Good God. All right. Anyway. Do you so want to talk? I agree. I think Myron Reed is going to fucking take the title back from him. The young goat. I wonder I wonder if anything's going to happen, though, with the future of Injustice. You think Injustice is going to wind up staying together or it's time to break these guys off? I don't know. They can stay together. I mean, the Dynasty stayed together. It's just Hammerstone and Holiday, and they're never really doing anything together. No, I mean, this is true. So we talked about King Mo. Yeah, we Can, about you know King what? Mo. And I'm done with the law, the fucking Tom Waller against the Von Erichs bullshit too. Well, we got Marshall versus Tom coming up soon, don't we? Oh my god, I thought we were done with this. And isn't Dickinson fighting Lawler at some point in New Japan? Dickinson yeah. confront—they're in the same stable in New oh, okay. Japan, but he confronted him after he beat Brody King to win the New Japan Strong Championship Friday night. Yeah, Oh, congratulations to Dickinson. That's awesome. Um, Court Bauer reveals that they're going to be on Vice, uh, and then it came out today. It's going to be twelve o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday, their debut episode. That's kind of, that's kind of a cool time slot. That's like in like a, an homage to like Saturday wrestling. Yeah, no, I like that. I like the early afternoon. I just wish most of us would be around on a Saturday afternoon to watch the fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? Um, Bukudao beat TJP. Great match. I liked it a lot. You didn't like it? It was. I I didn't watch it. I told you. I turned it off after fucking I saw King Mo on my TV and the shitty the shitty promo. And then I had some other stuff going on. I had to walk away. And by the time I came back, the episode was done. Myron Reed, by the way, said he is training. He's got his rematch on uh, May 5th, which is next week. Yes. Uh... Well, good on him. He said he's been training with Tankman. At Tankman's gym. So we still got a little bit of the uh, Injustice Calvin Tankman grouping going on here. That's some good shit. What do you think of the Hammerstone press conference? Yeah, we're getting there. Because Buku Dao had a great match. Actually, won. The, the student beats the teacher. And then Hammerstone, for like 30 seconds at the end of the show, said he uh, he's coming for Fatu. Do you think that's the match they give us at, in Philadelphia when they do their first live show on July 10th? Are they filming a super show at that, or do you think they're going to hold that for a pay-per-view? I think it's going to be a super show. You're gonna, it's the first time you've had fans in over a year. You're going to be in Philadelphia. Um I think they do. I think they go all out. You have to go all out, right? This is the this is the match you've been building to for the last year and change. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I agree with that. I think I agree with that. That makes. I mean, we've been talking about it for like six months alone on the show. I can't. I'm so sick of Contra. I'm just so sick of Contra. Dude. Yeah. Fatu needs to break out on his own and just be a fucking star. They need the world to open because I know they have a, a deal with Dragon Gate. Like, I they need this pandemic to 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 let the world open up again because a lot of these storylines are getting real stale in MLW at least for me 
Yeah, but you know what? This week was a lot better than the weeks that we've had in the in the in the recent past. I really like the show this week. And I'm excited for them going to Vice too. I think that's a great move. It's about time because Court Bauer kind of finds himself in a spot where every week he's making a big announcement, but then it's like, oh, MLW's on in Poland. Well, great for Poland, but you know, Man. what is it for us? I mean, it is great for Poland. Fantastic for Poland. They get to fucking see King Moldo's oh. glory too. I think with all the ducks, so selfish, and, and let Poland have its fucking fun. I wonder how they translate the Los Parks interview from Spanish to Polish. I wonder if they have somebody that that's bilingual in those languages. It's a great, that's a great question. I think when all the ducks line up, it'll be good for MLW. When the world opens up again, they have your, you know, they're a worldwide commodity. That'll be good for them. When the ducks are coming. Woo! Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Kevin, I'm glad you're in a good mood because you know what? Pro Wrestling Illustrated's top 10 rankings for this week. Last, uh, I don't like this. Well, Kev, you know the champion is Jacob Fatu, so we'll give you that one. So That's who, correct. Who's the top 10? Uh, let's go with Calvin Tankman first. Ta- Calvin Tankman's number nine. Let's go with... So who's the? It's just the champ, right? That world champ is the only one that's exempt. Champ's the only. He's the only one that's exempt. Yes. So Hammerstone's got to be on there. Hammerstone's number one. Uh, Gino Medina. Gino Medina is not in the top ten. Uh, son of a gun. Son of a son of a gun. Uh, TJP. TJP is not in the top ten. Jordan Oliver. Jordan Oliver, not in the top 10. Oh, my God. It's only people I know at MOW. Um, King Mo? Uh, King Mo is not in the top 10. Let's keep this going, baby. Uh, uh, Stavio Vega. <laughs> oh, is that for real? Yeah, that was real. <laughs> nope. Uh, um. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. I know we just we just talked about everyone in MLW. Uh Richard Holiday? Richard Holiday is number five. All right, my man, pots and pans. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. There's no hearts anymore. Right? No, no hearts. Um Uh, uh, LA is one of the parks. LA Park, no parks, no parking in the top 10. <laughs> God damn it, this is rough. What about my boy? What about my boy, Kevin Koo? Kevin Koo is not in the top 10. Now, they oh, what, a, the f- what they is happening? A, they have a separate tag team listing, but they uh, didn't, okay. they didn't do it this week. Did I? I said, I said, Funky Cole Medina. Um, Gringo Loco? <laughs> Gringo No-Go. Son of a bitch. I think you named Alexander Hammerstone, Richard Holiday. Oh, Cal- uh, what about my boy uh, Reedsky? My Myron- Reed is number eight. There you go. I need the... Can't be... I mean, so is, are the Von Ericks in, in the tag team division? Well, they're not in the top ten. Okay. All right. There's a, you're missing a couple of people that have been guests on the show. 
Brian Pillman Jr.? No. Not one no. of them. <laughs> you might you may have not have even been a part on the show when he was a guest. All right, hold on, hold on. I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. You mentioned one of them before. Low key? Low key is number six. I was on I remember I remember that deep ass voice. I think I was on wait, low key was a guest, right? No, low key's never been on our show. No. All right. I don't remember that deep ass voice. Leo Rush, duh, idiot. Rush is number three. How many? What am I missing? You're missing number 10, number eight, number seven, number four, number two. Matt, we blowing the whistle on Are any of them in the Park family? Are any of them in the Park family? No No, Parks. No no Parks. I said Kevin Koo. One of them is. What about, um, what about what, uh, 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 the the runner up on American Idol, uh, Guarini. No, you mentioned him. No, I didn't mention Guarini. Oh, so I didn't mention Medina then. Then. No, you mentioned Medina. It was Medina. <laughs> you both. In Medina. You said Guarini. You said Koo. No, oh, no, 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 no. One of them is from Mexico. Lucha Underground. Oh, uh, Mil Muertes. Number seven. Kev, uh, I got a nickname for this guy. Tom Lawler stole the nickname I had for this guy. Uh, Duck Goose Cuff. Uh, is he? Ugh. All right, you know what? I'm done. Ugh. Paro? No. Ah, ACH. No. Oh, ACH. You give him them? He gave it. He said it. Uh, oh, you're missing Mads Kruger. Yep. He's still there? Yeah. Yep. And Tom Waller. Oh, Mads Kruger. Uh, you know what? I All right. That's I don't my, think he said Myron Reed either. No, I, I did think... say Myron Reed. He did say Myron Reed. Oh, did he? Yeah, I remember. He Myron Reed. Reed. Oh. Mads Kruger, I should know. That's a terrible job out of me on Mads Kruger. I don't know how the fuck Mads Kruger is ranked number four, but Calvin, Calvin Tankman's all the way down to number nine, losing one match. You lose to the champion, you're out, bro. Dude. This, Dude. this top ten is as worthless as the fucking uh, <laughs> AEW top ten. Come on. I thought you were going to say my top fives. Oh, I would never desecrate the top fives. Oh, top five. Yeah. Um, where do you guys want to go from here? I know it's it's running late, so I have a couple newses and notes and shit if you want to chit-chat. I have to prep, I have to prep my beautiful face to go on the, uh, the Thunderdome tonight. Oh, yeah. Thank you, sir. Uh, we got um, a couple matches. Can you really go on the Thunderdome. Yeah, I got, dude. I got ten o'clock. I'm all set. Uh, WrestleMania Backlash looks like we're gonna have Bobby Lashley defending his championship against Drew McIntyre, and Bailey will be the first challenger to Bianca Belair. Awesome. Belair. Uh, the Peacock <laughs> is gonna throw you some gems here. May second, WWE Untold: Two Dudes with Attitudes. Oh, great! Wonderful. Which, if you own the Click DVD, I'm sure it's the same fucking thing. Probably. Uh, May 16th, WWE Icons. Don't ask me why I said it like that. Uh, Rob Van Dam. Because you wanted to say Iconics. Iconics. What else? We got Ring of Honor announced their women's division is making its return this month. Every Wednesday, 
on YouTube starting April 28th. They will kick off women's matches. Uh, Quinn McKay's in-ring debut will take place May 8th against Angelina Love. Uh, Ian, Ian Riccoboni. These Twisted mm-hmm. Teas are delightful, by the way. What are you, what are you drinking, Matt? Uh, twisted Teas, my friend. Those are half and half. So I can half and half in the can, can my man. Oh. Right. Uh, Ian Ricky Bonnie, Ian Ricky Bonnie, Ian Ricka Bonnie. <laughs> he yes. re-signed with Ian Ring Ricky of Honor. Bobby. <laughs> 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 Ian Ricky Bobby starring in Fastlane. <laughs> uh, Tracy Williams is set to defend the Ring of Honor television title next week against Tony Deppen. Ah, oh, big Deppen guy. Nice. Uh, and this week's Ring of Honor show uh, was excellent. I watched it today. Dak Draper and Eli Isom went to a 15-minute time limit draw. And then uh, looks like we got a new version of Dalton Castle. The lights went out. Dalton Castle came out with four men in peacock masks. And then he kicked both gentlemen in the balls before leaving the ring. So it looks like we got a, a little attitude from the Dalton Castle. And then uh, Violence Unlimited wrestled LIJ to a disqualification. Uh, plus, there was a great promo from Bateman, Dutch, and Vito Von Starr uh, on behalf of Vincent. So, uh, Ring of Honor doing excellent things. I highly recommend uh, their weekly TV show. I think it's the best show on the TV, uh, best hour of TV, excuse me. Here's something interesting I found in the New Japan world. Ooh. Will Ospreay called out CM Punk. That's interesting. Ooh, CM Punk said, I don't want to give people false hope in answering Osprey, but he's for sure somebody that I've never wrestled before that interests me a lot more than, I guess, the corporate side of professional wrestling nowadays. New and different things are going to interest me more than doing the same old, same old. I always need new goals. I don't know. Let's see if he has the title at the end of the summer, then ask me the question again. He's not coming back. All right, yeah. I take two things away from this. One of two things. Either he just wants to get back in shape to wrestle again so he looks good, or he's just trolling the fuck out of everyone. He's a troll, bro. It's number two. He's a troll. I got, but I got to feel like he's got, like, the, the money's, the, like, how do you turn away that money? If you can still do it, get yourself into shape and just do it. Well, Kevin, if, to follow up on that, he was also interviewed by Sports Illustrated, and he said, I don't need the money. And the way the wrestling business is now, it's wacky. You've got WWE with multi-billion dollar television deals, and the television's awful. I go back there, I'm yeah. just another guy, and it's not even that. I'd be just another guy that's doing not good television. I want to do stuff that's good. I want my name attached to quality products where it's fun and it makes people laugh, smile, think, and people don't hate watching it. I want to do fun stuff. All right, so the, those two things are not mutually exclusive. So he's basically saying he doesn't want to go back to WWE, but he's not ruling out the fact that if he thinks that wrestling Will Ospreay in New Japan is fun, that could be a possibility. Or if going to AEW, he thinks is fun. That's a possibility or impact is a possibility. He's just essentially by that comment, he's ruling out WWE. He's not ruling out anything else, but right. again, that goes back to maybe he's just trolling us, giving us hope ring of honor. Maybe. Sure. Well, with Joe being, look, there's a lot of people are clamoring for another Joe punk match. Yeah, 
God, where do you, where do you even have that match? What do we do? I mean, I I think the only place you have it is Ring of Honor because that's where they did that trilogy yeah. and built their legacy. But it's a lot of Skrilla, a lot of De Niro. But he's but you just said he and he just said he doesn't need the money. So if they give him a modest payday to do something great with Samoa Joe, who might require more De Niro, yeah, Ring of Honor would be great. A- not, I almost don't want to have it in AEW though. No, AEW wouldn't know. Yeah, I, yeah, Tony, I'm with you. I don't want to see that in AEW. Oh, Ring of Honor. And besides, Punk may not need the money. The money is very fucking nice for a match. Oh, of like course. That. You're not going to turn down the money. Yeah. It's like he's going to be doing it for free. Yeah, I feel like that's got to ha- No, 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 I'm not saying he should do it for free. He, he'll require what he like requires. But I, it, yeah, I don't want to see an AEW. Would I love to? See, would I have loved to see it maybe in WWE? Yeah, but Impact. But they're not going to be. You have to fork out a whole lot of money to ha- to make it happen. But I think you'd get the return on your investment for it. I think. I think. It, would the NWA be an option? Uh, no, that's got to be a Ring of Honor match. It has yeah, to. Be. I'm not opposed to it being somewhere else if it happens in new japan that's whatever that's great if it happens yeah new japan might work i'd say new japan or ring of honor it can't happen in nwa i don't think that really you know what i i if it's he said he doesn't need the money i don't want i give me give me wwe i don't care do it if like that they have the place to do it and if they but they don't, they just they just cut them. So you know, I, I'm this is this is a tough one to call. I don't think it happens if it's WWE. If they both are cleared and they both want to come back and they want to do it one time, but then no, Punk's gonna, not, listen, not right, here's the thing though: if you're bringing CM Punk back to WWE, his match is not going to be against Samoa Joe. He's not, but I don't think he wants to go back to WWE. I I agree, but I'm just saying if. If that was the case, you're not bringing him back from, and no disrespect to Samoa Joe, you're also not bringing back Samoa Joe. So, but you're not bringing back CM Punk to have a match with, like, that's not going to be the, maybe in two years it might be, but like, that's not. Right. Which is why ROH is probably the most suitable place for that. Uh, Yes. When, when, when the thing came out with Mark Carano, I seem to remember reading something, maybe from an interview. There was a woman who worked for WWE Legal. I don't know if it was related to the Mark Carano story or not, but it came out around the, around the same time where she told the story that she wasn't surprised that something like this was done by WWE because she was asked to write the termination letter for CM Punk and she had no idea it was his wedding day. She was told to do it. And when she found out that they sent it to him on his wedding day, she felt really bad about it. But she's like, that's the kind of shit that they do. Uh, it's, I mean, did you, I mean, did you read that? I, I, read I that didn't recently. see that, thought, but it, it's, I don't think it's surprising. So you really think he would go back to a company that's fucking that? Oh, I don't and, think he would go back at all. Yeah, I don't I think, think so. he would. That would have to be a money grab. I don't think he does that for any kind of match. Come on, Tony. Like, what what have we seen in wrestling? Bruno, Warrior, Brett. All fair points. I just don't know if CM Punk. That's tough to say. I can't say that. I'll walk that back. I was going to say, if, I, him, 
they they have listen first of all they'll have to cater to him right so like he won't have to demand any like like he won't have to say like like oh he, he won't have to go to them is basically what i'm saying they'll have to come to him and make him an offer that he just can't refuse that's it and that's point blank it and the story if they want him they'll have to make him the offer he doesn't this have to ask also, them for anything this is also though the same guy that they cut out of all the undertaker build up every year remember when they even had all the caskets lined up like actually showing everybody that the undertaker's defeated they never mentioned cm punk you know bridges are burned that's i mean that's, they're burned but there's nothing that uh that can't be you know repaired. no I, and i completely agree never say never but this one is going to be a tougher nut to crack than even bruno san martino i think right because of the per- because of the because of the person that CM Punk is like the reason why he became as successful as he was, was because he was not portraying a character. That was him. That was a hundred percent him. The pipe bomb was him being frustrated with the WWE. uh, And that's, you know, what made him great. He he also owes a great deal of gratitude to Paul Heyman, because if Paul Heyman's not involved, we don't get the CM Punk that we got. May I, I, may I volley, sir? Oh, you fucking assholes man. with that episode, you fucking dickheads. Well, Matt, <laughs> let me retort. If I may, sir, I think that CM Punk has carved a great career for himself, sir. So it's his volley to serve, my friend. Didn't didn't Paul Heyman want him to tap everybody out in the Anaconda Vice in the <laughs> match for the East. <laughs> is yep. that the one that Bobby Lashley won by the way? The to- what? The Yup, I think so. Yeah, the, the elimination chamber? Yes. Yeah. ECW legend Bobby Lashley. Fuck out of here oh, with that that's shit. That's right. And I approve that statement, sir. Uh New Japan has some big shows coming up the next well. week. Uh wrestling Duntaku. Two night event. Duntacos? Uh, your boy with his fucking dumb hair is going to lose his open weight championship to Jay White. But the match I'm most intrigued about from night one is Tai Chi against Tamatanga in an iron fingers from hell ladder match. All right. So we go ahead and mute my microphone here. Cause I have no idea what that is. Well, it's the iron fingers. I'm sure they will be hanging from above almost like a ladder match for a title. Uh, night two, which will be Tuesday, May 4th, is where we'll see Osprey defend his IWGP Heavyweight Championship against Shingo. Also, El Desperado defends the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship against Yo. Oh, man. Takagi gets a fucking title match? He does against Good Osprey, which him. is going to be fucking awesome. Good um, for him. And then after this, New Japan has canceled three shows for the next month at Hurricane Hall because they are once again in a state of emergency. Yeah, I heard that they fucked things up over in Japan too. That's terrible. So, uh, so the uh, the road to Wrestle Grand Slam tour on May eighth, tenth, and eleventh uh, have been canceled. Does this mean we're not going to get Chaco Pro anymore? I don't know what the uh, Chaco Pro is not even on my radar, dude. Yeah, I haven't watched it in so long. I got to get back into that. I'll tell you what's you know what was on my radar, Tony, and I did this just just for you. Jesus, can you speak just for me? Joshi, this is hard. Sangri Park in Rose Township, Pennsylvania will be renamed yes! after 
Bruno San Martino. Yes. It took place I'm this so past. Glad you brought this up. It took place this past Friday. His family was there. Yes. So uh, let's fire it up, Tony. Get in your little Impala and drive out to Sangre Park in Rose Township, Pennsylvania, so you could skeet, skeet, skeet all over the park, the Bruno San Martino Park. Throw, you know, some, du- co- throw some ducks out there. My cousin lives out there. He's in Moon Township. Maybe I have to go pay him a visit. I don't even know if you're making that up right now. I'm not. 100% fucking real deal. Shoot, brother. What else we got? Uh, Past guest of the show, Kenny Doan. He is retired from the world of professional wrestling. That's a bummer. Uh, EC3 is currently hospitalized with a very serious infection, so thoughts and prayers go out to EC3. Hope he has a danzatastic recovery. Uh, Terry Funk apparently is recovering from COVID. Uh, he is believed to have COVID. His mother's a whore. It's believed uh, that he got it from attending church recently. So there's that. Well, he lives in Texas, right? So there you go. And the last bit of news I have, uh, Steve Mongo McMichael, it was revealed that he is battling LAS. Uh, and there's been some pretty sad videos uh, online of him. It looks like he lost about, uh, what do you say here? Uh, he lost a bunch of weight, 50 to 60 pounds. Uh, and he also decided to keep it private because uh, he wants people to know why they're no longer going to be seeing him around. There is a GoFundMe that has been started to help with the cost of his care. Uh, he has a 13-year-old daughter and his wife, and they need to find a handicapped, accessible home. So I'm sure if you just search Steve Mongo McMichael, but this is a bummer, man. Uh, we all have kind of a soft spot in our heart for Mongo. Uh, as much as people love to rip on uh, on his wrestling career, I think he definitely left an impression on all of us. So uh, if you can help, like I said, Google the uh, the Steve Mongo LAS, and there's a GoFundMe going on there. So. I think it's I think it's ALS. What did I say? ALS. Yeah, twice. I didn't want to correct oh, you the first time, but you said Oh yeah. Not, it's not what you want. <sighs> ALS. Um, shit. I had to. You know, I think it was Eric Bischoff talking about him recently. A uh, completely aside from any of this, this hadn't even been on the radar yet. Steve McMichael didn't even. I know you're going to be like, of course not, because you watch him wrestle. He was never even really trained. Like, he wanted to be a wrestler, and they just thrust him into it. So a lot of times, like, when you see the botches of Steve McMichael, that was Steve McMichael just trying to wrestle. He had no training going into, like, his run in WCW. None whatsoever. Not six months at the power plant. No training at a wrestling school. It was just like, all right, Steve, here you go. And they put him in there. His first big feud was uh, was Jeff Jarrett, and then they put him no, in with Goldberg. No, his, his first big feud was him and Kevin Green versus the Horseman, where he turned and became a Horseman. And then it was Jeff Jarrett. And then he was a Horseman, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess Jeff Jarrett would, would, would be it. Uh, then Goldberg, then, um, then of course the whole NWO. Side. But dude, yeah, but your point your point is taken. But I I, I don't. He had to have gotten trained. Bischoff has probably spoken about it, right? Yeah, the way he, the he way had to he, have gotten training. They're just not going to do that. I don't know. Have you seen some of the botch videos that have been around? 
I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying, listen, we talk about Jacks every week. So, you know, I think, I, I don't know. That's, that's tough. It's tough. Because I'm a big Mongo fan. Always have been. I can pick three horsemen off the top of my head that were worse horsemen than him. He, oh, I love he, I he, love right, he fit right in. Can I and, guess the three worst, Kevin? I think we've talked. I think we've done it. Paul Roma, Sid, and no, Paul Roma is not one of them. Really? Yeah. Wow, Sid is one of them. Chris Benoit, Luger, no. Luger's Paulie one. Anderson, no. It's uh, I I did this. I made a post about it. it's uh, it's not Roma either. By the way, it's Luger. It's technically Jarrett was a horseman. Uh-huh. And I want to say, it, oh, Sting. Technically, Kendall Wyndham was a horseman too. Now he wasn't a horseman. Horseman. <laughs> Kenny Hostman. Oh boy. Nah, it's uh, Sting, Luger, and uh, who else did I say? Uh, Sting, Luger, Piper. No, Jarrett. Jarrett and Jarrett. Or worse horseman. Mongo was a great horseman. Roma, I thought, was a great horseman. In, in the early versions of The Shining Wizards, I did a watch along to Mongo and Goldberg. I forget what pay-per-view Starcade. was, but it was the one where they wound up crashing through the table on the outside. Hell of a match. Yeah. Two green fucking guys in the business had a hell of a match. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Yeah, oh god, I remember that that story where, where Kevin Green was like the mystery partner, but everyone already knew that it was Kevin Green. And then Macho Man was like their coach, and Bobby Heenan was the coach of Arn Anderson and Flair. Then Mongo turned on Kevin Green. And in the midst of like an NWO feud, Kevin Green still wanted to kick Mongo's ass, but there's everyone's fighting each other. It's like ridiculous. Who was the guy that came in from the Packers? Reggie, Reggie White. Reggie White, that was it. He was involved too. Yeah, they, everyone wanted to get some of that WCW money. Fuck yeah, dude. Matt, what else we got? Are we done? Are we wrapped by the Eagles? That's all I got, buddy. All right. Um, next week we have a loaded show. We have Ice Train. Yes. From WCW, Uh-oh. and we have Dave Lagreca. Uh, if he survives his fucking ass beating from Thunder Rosa, that's taking place Saturday. MissionProWrestling.net. You can go over there and you can stream it online if you can't be in Texas. Uh, Let me just find. I'm sorry. I forgot about Ice Train. And now I'm like legit marking out all over again. (laughs) That we're going to have freaking Ice Train on the show. TitleMatchNetwork.com is where you can watch. Uh, I think I'm going to order this because I think I have an early night Saturday, and I definitely want to see uh, Dutton DeRosa beat the shit out of David LaGreca. Plus, it's a pretty <laughs> loaded fun. show. Uh, Red Velvet and uh, La Rosa Negra is on there. Uh, Marty Bell is there. Nice. Uh, a lot of super talented women. So MissionProWrestling.net is the website. TitleMatchNetwork.com. Check it out. Dave's going to join us. I have to figure out a time with him. Ice Train is going to join us, so that's going to be exciting. Uh and I'm starting to fill out the calendar for May. There's going to be some people you're familiar with. There's going to be people you're not familiar with, but hopefully you get a nice introduction like we did tonight with Red Davis. Uh, and again, follow him at Red underscore Davis underscore on the Twitter machine. Um, and that is, uh, that's all I have, guys. It's awesome. This has all been right. episode 530 of The Shining Wizards. Guys, don't forget, June 
25th and 27th, Atlantic City, Boardwalk Buds. Buds. Uh, at the showboat. The shows are late, 11.30 both nights, but you don't have to go to the whole convention. You can just go to the show in Atlantic City. Listen, it's all popping after 11.30 anyway, so let's be let's be real. So uh, 11.30 at the showboat on on Friday and Sunday. It's a whole convention. Uh, during the weekends, a lot of fun stuff to offer. Movie rooms, karaoke, uh, you know, speed dating, um, you know, smoke decks, all that stuff. If that's what you're into, come out June 25th and 27th say the whole weekend why not do it and then uh june 18th i'll be back in uh, west orange my hometown obviously the town that i still live in so i guess it's my hometown at the Ospak theater uh so i'll be there uh social distancing outdoor venue beer trucks food trucks everything and the likes and uh we're starting out we're starting back baby pandemic kevin is over out and about kevin is in there baby so let's yeah. do it you're a sexy female. Show up with no panties on. Kevin loves that. That's weird. That's awesome. Because women clean themselves, Kevin. If we've learned anything tonight, women are nah, much more nah, hygienic nah. and clean than men oh, yeah, are. Be- before they go out, yeah. Get there early and be fresh for Kevin. That's right. <laughs> Kevin <laughs> likes him fresh. What? It's like when you buy fish at the market, odor-free. If it starts to stink, you got to get rid of it. And I was like, cologne, leave it alone. Get yep. boots. All right, this is. Good night, Gracie. Terrible turn. Fuck terrible, you, terrible, man. terrible, terrible <laughs> turn. Okay, we're done on Facebook. Am I still talking while you're recording? (laughs) 